It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L. D. Azobra, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. As you all know, we keep it real on this podcast. We keep a lot of great information, a lot of great historic information about the history, the past of those who come and gone, who have done great things and still are doing great things. And today we got a family here. We got two wonderful people here of the family. Uh, we have Miss Alice Julian Smith. Welcome to Count Time. Yeah, thank you. And we have the elder brother, little Julian Jr. We're going to talk about the great history of his family, his dad, his uncle, and the Julian family. And the tradition of this great family is still working as a family, together as a family. And ever since I've been knowing them, they have always operated as a family. And I appreciate it. So we'd like to welcome you to Count Time today. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to have some fun here today. We're going to talk about the, the, some history. We're going to talk about the but the past, present, and the future, because y'all have a lot of a, a lot of family, right? Right. And uh, how many how many family members do y'all have right now that's alive? Just the Julian clan. Nobody know that number. That's all I do. Nobody know that number. We'll have to sit down and think about that. Just in our family, <laughs> just in our family, I got up to like just in my immediate me, me, him, and all our brothers and sisters. We got right at. A hundred, with our great down to our great grandkids, we right at a hundred and some odd, a hundred plus. Just us. Just the eleven of us. Just, just, just that us. Junior. Just, just, just us. Now, how many children did your mom and dad have? Fourteen. Now, give me what, what's your mom and dad name? Alice, 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 and Leonard Julian. So, oh, you, so Alice, you named after your mom? Yes. So you, you, but you had a sister older than you. Lois. Uh, Lois was the oldest. But the name, but you was named after you. I, I came. Uh, you're right. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. Now mm -hmm. you, now you named after the dad. Right. So we oh, got. So, so we got the. the <laughs> we got we, the original couple. <laughs> we got Alice and Little. So we, we, we just kept saying we, we get, they got some kind of spirit up in here. Yep. <laughs> and I, I think we might have that because we got Alice and Little Junior. This is interesting. Then. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about. Uh, your family tradition. So your mom and dad, where, where were they from? My father was from Hans Island. Yeah. From where? Hans Island. That's up the road about three miles. That, what their name is? Hans Island. That's, that's up there where the lounge is. How you spell it? H-O-H-N-S-O-L-M-S. I never heard that before. It was a little settlement settled by a German. And his name was Solomon. Solomon? Solomon. Okay. Solomon. Hans Solomon was settled by a German, and that's where my, father, my grandfather started buying property, and he built his home there, and he had eight children, and they all came from up there. So your your grandfather had eight children. Right. Now, now where were your grandfather from? He was from Hans Island. I mean, his dad was his dad was all. Uh, Haiti. H. and Julian was. Born a slave, and he moved to Hans Island once he became a free man, and he started a logging business. <coughs> Excuse me. And my grandfather 
right away to Prince Grace University in New Orleans. And it was 1896. Mm -hmm. And he was a carpenter. He started building houses. And, and from there on, he built his own house. In so your daddy, daddy graduated from Straight University of New Orleans? Yeah. 17, 1896. I have the picture of it too. You got yeah. the picture of the graduation? At the house, his class. His, um, we also have a picture of his, his diploma. His diploma at the house up the road, where I am. From Straight University. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe Straight University was started by P.L. Landry, huh? No. Out of Donaldsonville. No, uh, Who started? Straight. That's what Southern University come out of. That's what Southern University yeah, come out of. Okay. So, uh, Straight University is now in Dillard. Dillard. That's right. Okay. So uh, I'm, I don't know who uh, who founded it. Who founded it? Yeah, okay, I remember Straight University, but I think uh, P. L. Landry started Gilbert Gilbert Academy. I think, yes, uh, I think so. In Donaldsonville. Donaldsonville. Yeah, P. L. Landry, but there was a Gilbert Academy in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Yeah, and there okay. was one in my hometown of Franklin. Mm -hmm. But P. L. Landry was also. Wasn't he a man, Donaldson? Yeah, he was the first, the first, black, first man. black man in the United yeah. States of America. Yes. Your grandfather in eight, graduated from Straight University in 1896. 1896. And y'all got, got all the history of that. We have the picture of his diploma and the class. We got the diploma and a picture of the class. All right, we, I, we need to have that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and his, his father was a slave. Yeah, he was born into slavery. And, and, and he became a freed man. I don't know what year, but his name was Etienne, Etienne Julie. Etienne. 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 Part of the family originated in Haiti. In Haiti. In Haiti? There's a lot of Julians in Haiti. From J U L I N. My nephew was over there and he said he came across a bunch of them. A cemetery. Cemetery. Okay. So there was no Julian plantation in this area. No. So so the name had to have come from from somewhere. Now your grandfather, daddy was in slavery. Mm-hmm. But your but but your grandfather decided he was going to go to college in the 1800s. Right, right, right. He and he, gradu he graduated and came back and been a, was a carpenter in the Modest area. Right, right in now, in Hornsall. In Hornsall, which is only right it? down the street. On right, Germania Plantation, he was the he was the the carpenter for Germania, Germania Plantation. Plantation, and the bookkeeper. And the bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. uh, how you spell Germania? German, like German, J-E-R-M-A-N-I. Oh, okay. Germania. See, Germania, Germania Plantation was also founded by German. It's and up there. They had, a, they had a sugar mill and the whole nine yards. They had about mm -hmm. 1,400 slaves back in the day. And matter of fact, Germania Plantation was divided into three parts. It was Germania, um, Mulberry Grove, and what other one? Can't think of the other one. They split it up because of the size, and each plantation had its own sugar mill. And my grandfather took care of the books for Jamaica plantation. Okay. And 
Now, right now, we're in Modest, Louisiana, yes, and right. Modest is right outside of Donaldsonville, Louisiana. Right, head mall. Between Donaldsonville and White Castle, right. Louisiana. On the, on, the, on, the on, the, on the river road. On the river road. Right. And, but your grandfather had how many children? Eight. Eight. So he had eight. And your dad and his brother was, how many children they had of Peter? Dad had 14? Dad had, had, well, actually, he had 12. Two died. Two died? Okay. Right here in Modest. Right, right. So Modest was the Julius. The Julius. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's what they, that's what they called it back then. Well, well, what the name, I wonder where the name Modest come from. Uh, I'm not sure. You can look it up. I'm not sure. How you spell it? M O D S T E. Modest. Modest. And this is where y'all grew up at. Right. And Leonard, you still living in Modest. Right. And this has been your home since you've been born. Right, mm -hmm. except for uh, two years I've been in service. What, what, what part of service you said? I was in a missile unit in Germany for three years. Okay, now, well you didn't go to Vi uh, Vietnam? No, didn't go to Vietnam. Okay, what, what year did you serve? 1960 to 63. Oh, okay. You're older than I thought you were. 
He just looked young. He looked good. But uh, now, okay, now your your dad and your brothers. So that's how it came about of the the sugar can planter, right? Because well, the sugar can planter came about because my father thought it had to be a better way to plant sugar can than they were doing by hand. That, that was a long, arduous it was process. A arduous, labor, laborious project. It, it required a lot of manual, stressful labor. You had to put on long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants. We were young, and you had to tie your neck up so that the sugar can. Blizz didn't touch your face and hands when you pull it out the car to drop it over the side into the fur. Oh, okay. Because sugar can blizz are like razors. I don't know if you know that. Oh, well, yeah, I grew up in a sugar can field in Frankfurt. It'll sting you and cut the devil out of you. So uh, he figured there had to be a better way <coughs> to plant sugar can than, than they were doing by hand. And so he decided to try to come up with an invention. And that's what he did. And, and he came up with a better way to prostitute plant, plant sugar cane. Plant, right, right. What, the first working mechanical sugar cane plant. So, so your your dad, Leonard Junior Senior, right. came up with the first sugar cane plant in the United in the in the country or right, the world. Right in the country. Matter of fact, some of them were sent, were sold overseas. Mm -hmm. We're not sure how many, but some were sold overseas. And all what Hawaii. And mm -hmm. uh, the Philippines, I think, mm -hmm. they went overseas. There, there was none. There was no mechanical sugar cane plant nowhere at that so, time. So, who all was involved with with building this machine? The machine was built in Donaldsonville at Casanova Machine Shop by uh, Jeffrey Wiggins. He was a mechanical engineer. He drew the original drawing, but then we had to they had to submit an application to the United States Patent Office before they would release a patent term. And they sent us stacks of papers and books that we had to go over and make sure that we had to look at every picture and every book and make sure that what he was doing didn't correlate to any other pictures. And we had stacks of books like this. It took me and my sister large days just to go through those. Oh, you had to go through the books? Yeah, we had to. Well, how, well, how old were you at the time? I was uh, probably 19, 18, 17, 18. Before I went, it was after I come out of service. So I was, okay. I was 19, 20 years so old. So when you came out the service, your dad decided... He was doing the invention there. Now, you know, it was your dad and yeah, his no, brothers? My dad and my brother Clifford. His brother Clifford? Yeah. And what, what role did Clifford play? He assisted him in a little mechanism he designed to, as a prototype. All right, they had to hand crank it to make sure it worked, to see if the thing would work the right way. And after he figured that out, then he went to J.P. Wiggins to Donaldsonville at, at Castle Machine Shop and started building them. And at the time I had just gotten married, I was one of the welders, myself, Harry Cohn, Harvey Cohn, Wallace Butler, the four welders who welded, who built these machines. The first prototype was built in Donaldsonville on an 806 International Harvester tractor. I drove it from Donaldsonville to the farm. And you drove just, it? Yeah, I had to drive it from Donaldsonville. Okay, and I had a line of calls behind it because it was a 
humongous looking operation. Uh, everybody everybody wants to see it. Everybody yeah. wonder what the devil is going on the highway. And, and a brother riding in yeah. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> brother on the tractor with all the traffic backed up. And he never saw that like that before. All that big old thing down the road. Where is he going with it, you know? Because so I had a lot of people behind me. Looking at it. And it only had one wheel on the front of it, huh? No, it was mounted on a tractor. It was six and that off the tractor. Oh, okay, then. Right. Okay. And that was the first prototype. Then the new ones came out that were self propelled. In fact, I think I got pictures of it on my phone. Mm -hmm. And the new one came out which was self propelled, and that one had one wheel on it. And those are the machines that were sold uh, to the public. The one, the first one, it was just a prototype. Okay, just, just for y'all to use on well, your phone? Just to experiment. To experiment. And to once figure it, it out. Once it was experimented, they had a, a, a demonstration in 1965, I think it was. Mm -hmm. People Excuse from what, LSU? And, and people from LSU, the county, a lot of farmers from the area came and look at it and watch it work. He sold. And what did the machine do? It actually planted sugar cane. So, so your, your dad created the machine that actually planted mechanically, mechanically, right? And that never been done before, no. That so, so done. a brother from well, Modest, <laughs> yep. Louisiana, right outside of Dallas, yep. a real white kid. What, third grade, fifth third grade, grade education? Third grade education, something like that. And, 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 and you and got to give your uncle Clifford credit too, brother, 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 brother Clifford. Clifford. Mm -hmm. He helped him. Those two together, and y'all right. work, because y'all had to be, y'all was welders, right. so you all played a great part we, in it too. Right, because we were the welders. Myself, <laughs> four other guys from Donaldsonville who were all black. And what their names are? Harry Cone, uh, Wallace Butler, and Harvey Cone and myself. So y'all did all the welding. Right, right. That had to and be pretty interesting. The machine work was done by some guys in, in his machine shop, because they had to make sprockets and shafts and bearings and so you had to, they had to make everything needed had for this to machine. make everything to put on the machine now, how long did it take to produce the, the pro prototype first the first one man it took us a while it probably took two or three months <laughs> i think i said two or three years <laughs> no it didn't take that long it took a, two or three months, months y'all produced yeah. the first the machine first one, yeah, right and had it mounted on a tractor tried it out then brought it up and put it in the field and it worked. And it worked. The mm -hmm. first one, the first prototype did what y'all need for it to do. It did what it wanted to do. So, so you, but y'all went back and revised it. And why, why did y'all go back to revise it? Because the first one was too cumbersome and it was too bulky. Okay. And also it weighed, it was very heavy. And it would take, we had to put weights on the front of the tractor to keep the tractor in front on the ground when you lifted it up. So uh, they went and they decided that they had to make uh, more or less um, self-propelled model. And that's what the lead model came out. Now, now what you mean self-propelled? This one, the one that came out was self-propelled. It was able to move on, on on its own power. But then you hooked up behind a cart, and they would pull it, and it would plant the can out the back of a cart, can cart. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, you didn't know this, Alice? You, you didn't go see it? I wish, uh, I wish we had that film. There was a film done of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was either Channel 9 or Channel 2. Uh, we tried to get a copy of it from the, from the archives. archive, but they claim they don't still don't have it. I don't, I don't, but I, I don't believe that. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. got, got it right there. Yeah, yeah. And that would show you exactly how it works. <coughs> a film was. So y'all y'all did a demonstration. Oh yeah. Back in the sixties. Nineteen sixty-five. I did a demonstration. 
there's a picture of it in the newspaper. I have the little booklet in my car, I believe. You got it? Let me get it. Let me go get that. Okay. So you can look at it. You can see more about what it is. And he went from that. A lot of the farmers didn't want to buy it. Why not? They said they wasn't paying $7,000 for a sugar cane plant that only planted one rule or can. $7,000. All right. Then my father told one of them, I'm not going to call it them. That, well, they call it they. Yeah, the Tebow. The Tebow going to all the property that died or Right. At all. You're paying $34,000 for a sugar cane cutter that only cut one more. Why can't you pay 7000 for a planter that only plant one more? Well, I'm going to make a nigga rich. Oh, that's what he told him. Told him just like that. What do you say again? I'm not going to make a nigga rich. Help make a nigga rich. Duh. And a couple others said the same thing. Then he wound up taking a couple of machine shops to court because they started building them and wasn't paying them his royalties. They started building their own. They're building his planner. They started building his planner. His planner. The one he had a patent on. Yeah, the one he had a patent on. And would not pay him his royalties. Thought they could do it that way. But he filed a suit against three of them and won it. And the last case he had, he filed against Thompson Machinery down in Thibodeau. They were for 30, I think it was like $34 million. And they bought the judge out. We still to, to this day feel like they bought the judge out. And he uh, ruled against him. And he lost the case. First federal judge in New Orleans. Black man. We thought we had it going on. Who, 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 was, the, who was the judge? Um, he, was, he was appointed by Kennedy to the bench. It was a brother? Yeah. First black federal judge. And he ruled and against it there. And he ruled against him. They figured out he had been bribed, and my father and Uncle Leverett went to him, to his house, asked him had he been bribed. He you told, went asked him? Yeah, he, he, well, no, he was in prison then. Mm -hmm. He went he to had prison been because again. he had been oh, the bribed. the judge was in prison? Yeah, uh -huh. the judge was, was The first was brother who was the judge? He was caught taking a $10,000 bribe from a drug dealer in Walden, mm -hmm. and they put him in jail. And so my, my, my father and my uncle went to the he was in federal jail, in the federal pen. And he told them, if I admit that, I'll only get more time. If I, don't, if I admit to that, <laughs> I'll only get more time. Well, he wound up dying in jail. Oh, they killed him, one of those. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened, but. He, he didn't no come longer, out. He's he no longer with us. But I can't think of his name. Well, we gonna find that. It's, it's, first it's, black. In, the, it's, it's in the papers. It's in, it's in the papers. So, um, so, so the other three judges ruled against uh, ruled in favor of your dad because yeah. they was making prototype that had a patent on it, right. which is uh, which is illegal. Right, and they ruled for him, and he won those three cases. One of them was uh, Zerang Machinery down in down in St. James. Down in St. James, he came up here to my, to my father when he filed suit against him and asked him why was he filing a lawsuit against him. Well, you're infringing on my patent. Well, Julian, I thought you was my friend. <laughs> That's what he told me. I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my friend. Why are you gonna be? Yeah, well, I thought you. Why are you stealing my my money from me? So he went out of business. They, 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 he, but but he didn't, he didn't pay that to your dad. Mm, well, he didn't pay what he was supposed to. Oh, okay. But he filed bankruptcy and went out of business, closed the machine shop. Two others did the same thing. Uh, who was the, the two uh, other? There was one on the highway right here. I can't think of the name. 
Right there. Right there where the, where the ball player is. You know what you're going to got that ball shop on? Richard now? No, right here on on, on the highway. On, on LA1. On LA1, going to Dawson, where that white boy got to make yeah. the ball. But that's, the, he's a Richard. They, uh, yeah. That was their grandpa. He started but, doing the tombs and stuff. But right, but they had a machine shop. There. Right there, yeah. And he filed suit against them, mm -hmm. and they lost, and they went out of business. So the mm -hmm. son who every year started a vault business there right now. And this is that prototype I was telling you about. Oh, okay, then. That's the first one. It, it, it was big, I see. Yeah, you yeah, see how it is? And it was on, mounted on a tractor. That's, uh, that's probably me on the tractor and my cousin Paul being inside. It, it took two of us to operate it. One had to get inside this car and move the can to the planter because this planter only went up and down. So mo most of your sugar, most of the, pla the planters was people of other descent, right? Yeah. Europeans, right? Yeah. And they refused to buy from your dad. Right. Refused. Refused. That's right. That, he, that, he did sell about 100 and... 150, he did sell online. 50, 160 of them. The ones that went overseas, he never collected for and he never could find out who really was the buyer and the seller and all this other So things. he just sent it without collecting. Right. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't collect because he didn't know where. So they, they, they just... Did, they whoever, whoever sold them took the money. That's the way that went. So they... They didn't pay him. And to so, this he, so he lost a lot of money. Right. He lost that much. Emmett Pugh. Mm. Oh, Emmett was his, his lawyer, right? Emmett Pugh was an attorney in New Orleans. Judge Collins, though. Collins? Was it? Oh, Emmett Pugh was the attorney. Judgment, yes. And so he wound up losing the big case. and So, so he lost the federal case. That gave everybody else started mass producing they, the product. Yeah, they started doing what they want, and the pattern expired. And uh, what was it? Seventeen years after it was, I think it was like seventeen years after it was issued, the pattern expired. Once the pattern expired, then they started building what they wanted. They started making drum planters and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> and um, he just gave up on it, so to speak. I mean, it had to be a, a frustrating time. It know? was, and <clears throat> I often wonder if he came, couldn't go back and reopen that case because I understand the government is reopening some of them cases where black farmers lost their farm and businesses. And you know, they lost, we lost our tooth to Farmers Home Administration. That's how we went wound up. Y'all lost uh, what? The farm. Y'all lost the farm to what? Farmers Home Administration, FMHA. You heard about the black black farmers lawsuit. Black farmers lawsuit. Yeah, that's quite a few years ago. We was in that, involved in that too, and they took they took everybody's property, just took it. The equipment. So it's very good. Very good. Just, just took your took property. It they took our uh, bean plant, bean cover. We had a bean harvest and we were about all the grain. So then they took that. They took four or five tractors, and I know a guy in Marion who told me they took his his daddy farm and tractors and he gave him to the farmer next door, white boy next door. White boy came to him bragging about how they gave him the machinery and he had to be a dime for it. So that's what they did. They took our, our stuff and gave it to the white people. And they took it from every black farmer in this country, 200,000 of them. And turn around and give you say, well, okay, here's what you can do. You can file suit, you cannot accept a settlement and you can file suit and go to federal court with a judge, but you have to have every fact about the case from day one to finish. 
all your people. Now we was in a meeting in Jonesboro, Arkansas. He had about three or four thousand black farmers in his auditorium. And everybody got upset when they told about the settlement. Because people have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in machinery and equipment. So they told us, they, well, we can do that. If you lose, you're going to have to pay up immediately. Like my old man, them, they owed up and made two and a half million dollars that they got tied up with with Palmer's own administration. So here was the deal. The deal was either you file suit, if you lose the case, you got to pay up right away. Or you can accept a settlement of $50,000 each. That's what they gave us. $50,000? $50,000. And they wiped out the debt. And you had to pay taxes on the $50,000. Taxes on the debt. <laughs> <laughs> Money you didn't make. But 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 we can send billions of dollars to the Ukraine. To Ukraine. But we that, that, don't, that don't pay no taxes. Pay no, tax, no, that's no nothing. It will never come back. come back. It will never come back. And nobody asks no questions. And nobody no questions. But here you took all these people's property and land. Farmers who was farming, who was, farmers, who was, farmers, who was make, creating jobs, producing jobs and money, yeah, and, and a product, food, yeah, yeah. food, feeding, yeah, feeding feed, your feed, community. And you took it all and gave it to white folks. Right now, the farm, the property we were farming, and, and our property is being rented by white boys in this area, white farmers being leased. Yeah. They're leasing it. So, other words, they just put put the. I don't like using the word black because I don't, I don't, that no. term don't fit me no. well. I mean, we more than just a color. Yeah, right. We, we, are, we are a nation of people. Mm -hmm. We have to really recognize that. So they put us out of business. So they put, not, just in, not just in Louisiana, all over the all country. All over the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, for, the people the people look like us that was farmers. All over the country. They, what year did this take place? This started early 60s and ended in the 80s. They went all the way up into the 80s. When Dad and him finally went out of business, it was in 19, I think, like 85. And at that time, they owed FMHA two and a half million dollars. What they would do was they would, they would, they would give you an application for a farm loan, which one was on the street. Tell you, be there at my office at 9 o'clock in the morning with your application. Okay. You go there with the application. You're sitting there. White boys come in and get their checks from the secretary and go. Friday beans, seeds, fertilizer, whatever. You sit there two hours. Then he calls us in. Look at the application. Oh, this isn't going to work. This ain't going to do this anymore. Then he take it and tear it up. Boom, throw it right in. Tear it up right there. Tear it up and put your face to it. Give me another one. Go do this one. And all this time, time running out. Yeah, because you got to get your seeds in the ground. In June, you finally find out, well, we can't give you 180 grand. Because the uh, government cut our our, our, our biology allotment, so uh, we can let you have seventy thousand dollars. Just enough to just go out of business. Enough to keep you in debt <laughs> yeah. to go out of business, and that's the way they did. And when we went to Arkansas, these guys said they read those letters that these farmers wrote, and he's talking about two thousand men sitting there. And you know what he told us? He said, "If I didn't think y'all knew each other." He said, I would think all y'all wrote the same letter. Mm -hmm. He said, because each one of the letters we read is identical to the ones, to each one. 
Didn't so mother write a letter? Mother wrote the letter, and and they said that would have been the proof to yeah. get to get the money that we were supposed to get back instead they, of just fifty grand. Right, but they, mother but they, wrote a letter, and she could send she a copy to Kennedy, to, right, to the president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So y'all had to take Somebody those measurements. Yeah. Y'all got a copy of that letter? We have a copy. It's down the road in the file cabinet. We, got we a have copy. a copy of it. She wrote a, and, a letter. And also, what he had to do was the county agent. His name was that guy. Now. Never Sky Winters. He worked at the co-op on that. He, oh, he worked in co-ops in, in White House. White yeah, House. Yeah. He would not believe that them hadn't got their money. He said, Julian, all the former foreman, all the way up got all their money. Why you only got my old man had to write a letter and give it to him to go to FMHA to get proof that they hadn't gotten their money. In June. So they still treating you like slaves. And yep. they was treating them like slaves. Mm -hmm. That's the way it was. And, and you talking about a, some a men who built a machine yeah. to help the industry, to help the whole industry in the United States to take it to the next, to take it yep. into the, the 20th century, really. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And they refused to give assistance. Right. That's what they did. You talking about your, your United States government. Did right. that to two hundred thousand black farmers. Black Democrats, farmers. Republicans. Right. So they don't get it twisted. They don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. And in spite of the president trying to intervene in that whole situation, it didn't change. It didn't change. I don't think it changed today. Mm -mm. I think it's still going the same route. So you you just gave up, or what happened? Well, we to lost you? all well, the farmers. Well, Daddy got old, and Daddy had. Was become was going down. He got old he was, and got sick. Yeah, it worried him to death. Right. Yeah, because they these, these men they were practically revolutionizing society, this right. country, in a little small town of Modest, Louisiana, mm. built in a machine. They all excited about. Yeah. They gonna make a difference. They gonna make some money for their right. children, their family, mm -hmm. generation wealth. Getting ready to get started, this man's family. Right. But then they turned around and started not paying him his royalties. Right. Then he didn't even collect his royalty on his product. Mm -hmm. Half of the money he didn't collect. Had to go to court four times to collect royalties. Had to take him to court. People in town were selling them and they were selling them, keeping all keeping the money. money, building them, selling them against his patent. And they would tell people, well, he don't have a patent, he lost a patent. That wasn't true. Mm -mm. We still got a copy of the patent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how United States government at work. And his cronies. At, at its best. <laughs> at its best. We call that our United States government at its best. That's mm -hmm. what that was all about. We would sit in Pellerin's office in Port Allen for two hours, I don't know, three hours sometimes, <laughs> waiting for him to look at an application he was going to turn down anyway. While the white boys come in and get their little check from the secretary. Now, mind you, when he finally issued, they him a check. They had to go to his office to get the check from him. And you was around to see and witness all this. Ain't nobody telling you Watched this. Watched it all every time. Ain't nobody told you. You ain't heard this through the grapevine. No. We you were watching. You, you watching this. We sitting there, so, me and Anthony and my brother sitting there watching it. And how did this affect you? You you done served in the military. Well, it, you done gave this country yeah. your three time, years your three years of your life. Yeah. You done fought for this country right. for the rights. Right. And now these And you sit there seeing them do this, and it just, 
Precis, ja. Mm-hmm. Ja, det är det. Mm-hmm. Det är mer till fyra mål än mål. Angry. Less likely to like these people for what they were doing to you. Mm-hmm. you know? Then they ask you, what's your problem? What's my problem? I know what my problem is. <laughs> you my problem. All along, all the, all the while that was going on, we steady playing music, huh? <laughs> playing music and they enjoying your music. Now, what, now what, your daddy was had a band too, right? 14-piece orchestra. We got orchestra. Uh, yeah, 14-piece. Get that. Get one of them pictures. I, well, I see. He got it. I, I, I yeah. got a picture of it already. The, the old one. That's the uh-huh. one. We had 14 pieces. He taught all, eleven of us, no, nine of us to play music. So your dad also taught his children to be musicians. Right, and he didn't go to music school. He taught himself to read. play the piano, read music, write music. He would go down the world lines and buy orchestrations, and we would sit and practice for hours. <laughs> Not for hours. <laughs> How often did y'all do that? Hmm? How often did y'all practice? Y'all practice almost, um, three, almost week, three nights a week? Almost week. Two nights a week? Two, three nights a week. Did y'all, did y'all go play with him? Right at the house. In the I played in the band. No, I'm saying, but his, what was the name of his band? Leonard Julian's Orchestra. Leonard Julian's Orchestra. Mm-hmm. His brothers played with it? Yeah, Uncle Harold played in the band. My, his Uncle son Lampard? played in the band. What was his name? Floyd. Junior, Paul, and Donald. Three of his nephews played in the band. Brothers. They were three brothers. They were his brother's sons. And his old band, his brother, Uncle Harold, Uncle Paul played in his old band. And Uncle Henry played in his old band. That was his brother. Now, what instrument did everybody play? Uh, I played tenor sax. You played alto. I played alto and the piano. She played alto and piano. Oh, Alice played a little music too. Yeah, Florence played clarinet. Florence played clarinet. Carl played trumpet. Clifford played trumpet. Ronald played trumpet. Mike plays saxophone. Rock, Matt uh, plays clarinet. Matt plays clarinet and saxophone. And saxophone. I played uh, alto, baritone, and clarinet. And tenor. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, you know, all y'all, Julius claims enough for uh, uh, orchestra themselves. <laughs> y'all can have your own high school band, marching band. How old were y'all when y'all started playing music? Excuse me. I was about nine years old. As a matter of fact, he wanted me to play trumpet. And I couldn't do the trumpet, I was just, I had to win. So he would get upset, so he put me on the clarinet. <laughs> and he taught me to play clarinet, and after that I went to the saxophone. But he wanted me to play trumpet. When I was young, I just, I couldn't do it, I had to win. What did he play? Trumpet. Trumpet. Oh, okay. He, he played trumpet. He wanted to be like, like yeah. him, right? Louis Armstrong. Like Louis Armstrong. He used to swear he could play better than him. Oh, he used to tell you I could all play Louis. <laughs> but he played, though. <laughs> what? Now, there were quite a few bands in the in this region at the time, big bands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, who were some of the other big bands around this No, uh, you had uh, Claiborne Williams. Claiborne Williams, who was um, a big band, yeah. right? Um, I can't think of the other one. Now, 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 which one taught Louis, Louis Armstrong? I think it was Claiborne. Claiborne Williams taught Louis Armstrong. He taught daddy too. Mm-hmm. He taught your dad, okay. Yeah. He taught him some, some music. Mm-hmm. But he went on his own after <clears> that. <throat> and we would play music down at the Hub Club. Where at? The Hub Club in, in Morgan City on New Year's Eve night. Well, that's around my hometown. All right, on New Year's a Eve night. A white club. That's a white and club. When you left there, 
We were booked for the following New Year's Eve night. So every New Year's Eve night, we played a whole four years out in high school. We college Station. Got, Who was that? College out. Station? College Inn. And college Inn. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. That was a big white club. We played at Club Louisiana, right side, outside of Baton Rouge. That was out there on 190. That was a big white club. Y'all played at We played at College Inn. And the guy, we were playing on Saturday and Sunday. And the guy told the other one night, said, Junior, what y'all, uh, still y'all coming tomorrow, setting up all the mission, what you leave on the band saying? Oh. Well, he was kind of hesitant about that. And the man told him, said, well, no, let me tell you something. Nobody's going to touch nothing up there. He said, if anything, you come in, something there on that bandstand, you left that, I'll pay for it. So that's when we started leaving our instruments on the bandstand at College Inn. And we come right in and sit down and play. You couldn't go on the floor. You couldn't go on the floor? But the white folks dancing. Oh. <laughs> you want something to drink. You, you can play for them, but you can't participate with them. If you want something to drink, they'd send somebody to the bandstand. If you want food, drink, whatever, you make an order, they order, they bring it to you. You want to go to the bathroom, go out the back. You, don't you dare go towards no. that dance floor. No, don't go on that dance floor. Let them, don't go touch them good, made, old white, good white folks. Huh? I made a mistake doing that one night at all. What were we in, Pankoville? No, 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 we were in Pillbar. Pillbar? Man, you should have knew better than that. Man I, man, I was 16 years old. I ain't know that though. White girl messing with me, went to home to bring my own to the bus. So I gave one to clarinet, one to newsstand, and one to saxophone. They went out the door, I'm following them out the door. Mr. Clint come in the bus, boy, you had a fit. Boy, you're trying to get us killed, aren't you? What's wrong with you? You <laughs> said they wanted to carry him. I said, they wanted to carry him. <laughs> you don't know. Make it easy for you, huh? You don't know where you're at, that boy. I'm going to Man, fed my old man all the time. Don't come back. Don't come back. Hell, we come back now. Yeah. You better put you out of business, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Pier, Pier Paul was a rough, one of the roughest areas at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I met one of them girls recently. She still remembered that. She was, you, a, she you, was in her sixties. You serious? You mm -hmm. ran across it? I met one of dogs about one day. And she walked up to me and asked me what I got. I'm like, I don't even remember that. Oh yeah. Then I thought about it. Oh, so what? Which is, she said, I was one of the girls the other two days. And she was in her sixties. You mm -hmm. still remember that. And, and, you, and you, you about to hurt, hurt, get your dad and everybody killed out there. Yeah, out of people. Lord have mercy. Now, how, you were still in high school then? Yeah. Did you play in the high school band? No, we didn't have a band didn't in high school. Didn't have a band in high school. So what high school you went to? The, uh, St. Catherine. Catherine. You went to St. Catherine? Yeah. I graduated. Now, well, how old are you now? 80. Are you 80? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, you 80 then, okay. Mm -hmm. And your dad, your dad passed in 1994. 94. 94. Mm -hmm. Okay then. Yes, yeah, so y'all went in, went in the service in 1960. Was in St. Catherine was was a Catholic school. Black Catholic, Black Catholic school. school. All the way to high school went to 12th yeah. grade. And, and your dad them helped build that too. Right. Mm -hmm. For that red, they right. had a lot to do with that. They helped mm -hmm. build it. They built that with free labor. With free labor. That's right. With the, all the black craftsmen in Donaldsonville. Got together. Got together and built the school. What and they used to sell years. dinners. What happened to all the craftsmen in Donaldsonville? I had never saw all nothing of them like gone. that. All of them gone. But they didn't horrible. teach. What happened? They didn't teach the young they people. Stopped nothing. Teaching, but they stopped teaching. And then they stopped teaching it in school. Yeah. They stopped teaching in school. School too. 
because when I first got to Donaldsonville in the late 90s, mm. I tell people all the time that it was a beautiful place to be at because I never saw where so many men, for example, that bite used to be that shelf fried chicken mm. and donuts because they had some of the best donuts yeah. over there. Mm -hmm. And every morning time they would meet there, they say everybody would greet each other. Good morning, Chairman. Good morning, mm. Mr. President. Good morning, Mr. Secretary. Everybody was part of the social club. Mm. And, they, yeah. that, and that's where they would, I guess, yeah. because of the true friend hall, right. a lot yeah. of men have to do true friend hall. And I had never saw that, heard that before, mm -hmm. seen anything like it mm -hmm. come from my little small town. Right. And these men had so many skills, so many trades. Yeah. And, the, and now, down and now the you field, don't have anything. You, I can't find it's nobody horrible. to paint. No, you can't find nobody to drive anymore. So and, and now it's just, it's all this violence in the community because right. these young men don't know, don't have, don't they have no trade, don't no, train, no, no skills, no, no, uh, nothing to do, no kind of get up, nothing. no kind of get up, no, 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 no initiative, nothing. But you know, but how how did how did we allow that to happen? That's a good question. I don't know because you know when we came up, they had about. Twelve bands in Donaldsonville. Twelve bands? Yeah. Yeah. You remember some of those bands? Uh, us. We had two bands. We had orchestra and rock and roll band. Okay, give give me the names of them now. Yeah, it was uh, Thunderbird. We were Thunderbird. <laughs> Thunderbird. Sounds like something like the Drake, uh, huh? Uh, uh, drum, drummer Slim, which was always uh, Dempsey. Dempsey. Dempsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what band did Popeye Elam play with? He played with with uh, Spurlock. Spurlock had the uh, name of that band. I forgot the name of that remember. band. He had six or seven of them. And Mike, the did Mike belong to a band too? Mike and them had a band. It was I Mike, Lionel. No, it was Mike. Arthur Richard. Richard. Arthur Richard. I saw a picture oh, of him. Oh, that boy got killed. I can't think of his name. Shoot. But they had a band. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? EJ and them had a band. Mm -hmm. Did y'all play? EJ ever play at the True Friends Hall? I played. We played at True Friends Hall often. As a matter of fact, <coughs> I played at True Friends Hall with Fat Domino one time. You played with Fat Domino? And yeah. him and uh, you and Cy Tarterich? He, he, Cy Tarterich played, played with us one time at the uh, country club. Who was mm -hmm. that? Cy, Cy Tarterich. White boy down there. But anyway, what would happen was uh, Fats and uh, Lloyd Price, uh, who else? There's a little guy in, in New Orleans. I can't think of there. They would come out to Donaldsonville to the Troop Rent Hall, but they didn't bring a band because the band would cost them more. So what they would do, they would get Henry Levy acted as an agent, so to speak. He would get some of us to go and sit in with them, play with them. And what we would do, we would actually we would listen to all these people music on the radio. We played it all anyway. Everything Fat played, we played. Everything Little Richard played, we played. Everything uh, Lloyd played, Price played, we played. So we knew the music. And all we had to do was get on the bandstand with him mm -hmm. and play. That's it. And that was it. And, and Fat was amazed every time we got up there with him. Because he didn't think they had that much talent down there. And we also played with Lloyd Price at the Troop and All one time. And we played with uh, Sugar Boy. You remember Sugar Boy? I don't remember that. He was from down. He was from New Orleans. He, mm -hmm. he made this record. Uh, they talked about him on uh, NPR. He made day. this record, uh, Danny Boy. Yeah. And it became popular. So he played at the country club one night.
and they needed somebody to play with him. So myself, Lionel Francis, and Homer Richel went to the country club with the all-white club. They were playing with him. And Sly Tartarus was a young white dude then. He, play, he played tennis saxophone. He came up and asked me to play, do a number on my own. So I told him, I said, okay, I said, after uh, Sugar Boy sang Danny Boy. I said, you can play. Dude got up there, man, singing the song, sang Danny Boy. You know, he used to wear a comb. White girl come up on stage and grab him and kiss him. That was it. Dance was over. Cy Tartarus was on that. He tell, he tell that story. This Cy was up there with him. He said, man, I thought they were going to let me up there with y'all. <laughs> Two of them run up there and grab it. So you, it wasn't his fault? Yeah, it wasn't his fault. That was them. That's how crazy my girl was, man. They get full of licking, and, and, and they were behind these black musicians. Trust me. They're still behind them. They have to release everything. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> They're behind them. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. And back then, man, they, they shut the dance down. I mean, we hadn't played two hours. <laughs> Y'all got paid, though. I don't know if they did. I know I never got nothing. I was glad to get out of there with my life. <laughs> we had to run off the bathroom. You took years from it, though. Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah, you're not going to leave me home. But Zai told me, he said, man, he talked about that today. He said, no, no, man. I thought they were going to lynch me up there with y'all. <laughs> that was a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a teacher at DHS. Yeah, he he retired. DHS, yeah. He's a retired teacher. Yeah, he was a retired teacher. In Donaldsonville. Don't forget talking. Yeah. Daddy taught time. all of us music at St. Catherine. He took and came to school and taught music to everybody that wanted to blow a horn or play an instrument. Yeah. And where you got the And he went to New Orleans. We, wanted, we needed uniforms, so he went down to New Orleans to St. Aug and got, got their purple and gold and their hats and brought all of it back and had a fitting for everybody. Mm -hmm. And went to school? From St. Aug. He came home with the uniform from St. Augustine. And, oh, and that was our uniform. At St. Catherine? At St. Yeah. Catherine. Yep, yep, that was our school color? That was our, our school color was black and gold, but we wore them blue and gold uniforms. It was always purple and gold. Yeah, mind you. purple and gold, but, right. But you was glad to have it. Oh, it? yeah. We, shoot, who, we was... Who complained? Huh? Nobody. Everybody we had the happy. top hats. Everybody was happy. Your dad, your dad went got Daddy them. went to New Orleans and got He said, I'm going to go get y'all some uniform. Y'all want uniform? <laughs> they talking about from the St. Catherine Band. How our you? band. We had a big band. Yeah, a nice band. I mean, it was nice probably marketing. comprised of what we were in. It was the 9th, 8th, 7th. No, it might have been the 10th, 9th, 8th, and 7th. But he also had a marching band. Who had a march event? Oh, man. Y'all used to march for uh, San Amigo. We, we used to play for San Amigo Parade. Now, what is that? That was a parade from that camp from Mayben to Donaldsonville the Sunday after Easter. And we'll march three miles on that ground road. Now, what, what do you call that parade? San Amigo. San Amigo. It was some kind of saint. But come to find out, it wasn't really a saint because the Catholic Church stopped them. <laughs> That's why they stopped him. You know that? Yeah, the Catholic Church stopped them from doing that. They said there wasn't no, no candidate. I used to look forward because I told everybody. I told I'm, on, I'm ready to march with the Senate. She said, no, you're not. <laughs> so so that, that was something y'all was excited about. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was all the boys, Matt, Ronald. Yeah. 
whoever else wanted to march in the back. How long did that last? Then? I played that parade three years in a row. I know, but it lasted a while after I got after, uh -huh. after I went. So, to so they just, nobody wanted to see us have fun at all. Like. Mm -mm. Well, actually, it wasn't us. It was white folks. It was, it was all white folks. That's what we're doing. Because Santa Mita was all. That was more than they, oh, oh, And they let y'all get in the parade back then. Well, no, we played. They the, played, we played the, music the music for the parade. For them to parade them, march them. And we would come from Eben to the big Catholic Church in Downson. It was something regarding a saint or something. We couldn't. We would miss mass because we was up at six o'clock that morning or something like that. And we couldn't go in the Catholic Church uptown. Because they didn't want us. It wasn't integrated. It wasn't integrated. But, but the name of the school was St. Catherine. But right. St. Catherine was our school. St. Augustine, this church uptown, is what? Ascension of our Lord. Ascension. Oh, it's <coughs> But really, that wasn't supposed to be the name of that church. The church was named you know, Ascension Catholic, no other way. Ascension Catholic, the Catholic Church of Ascension, something like that, mm -hmm. when it was built. Actually, it was built for everybody, and it was built by slaves. And the slave masters would take the the Catholic church was uptown. The, the big old church that right. on, built, the, on the river road was built by slaves. And if you, you go by that church, you look at it. You got two little doors on each side, and a big man door in the middle. The big door in the middle was for the white folks to go down for mass for church. Doors on right and left for the slaves. They would walk in and go up in a balcony mm -hmm. upstairs. And if they wanted to go to communion or get baptized, they got uh, they got three altars in there. Mm -hmm. one three on altars. Each, yep, one on each side, one big one in the middle. Mm -hmm. The ones on each side was for the slaves. The one in the middle was for the white folks. They right. went to they went to communion first. They wanted to go. They come down, go on the side. On the, the side. side. You know, <clears throat> when you go on the levee, that, that church have a very strong presence, mm -hmm. and it faces the river. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can tell it must have been a sign, a sign for those who was coming yeah. all down the river that yeah. this is the place to stop in. Yeah, because they got all kind of stuff going on with that church. Right. Yeah, right. It, it, it looks like uh, it kind of looks like pyramids. Up yeah, there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some yeah. orthodox looking stuff. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a, but you know, let, let me know that that means something. We don't know yeah. what it means. Right. Well, you can go back and find out. But you can. But those mm -hmm. who was. Building. Traveling, traveling, knew that okay. We yeah. need to stop here, right? That, that's that. It is saying something yeah. because it, the ferry landing wasn't far from it. It was a block from it. from it. It was a block from it. Yeah, that's all. Is where the ferry was, and it's one block going to back. And you know, the Zulu used to come to North, come to Donaldsonville. Did you ever see that? I saw one one time. You did. For, yeah. Come on, for real now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now tell, tell, tell us how that, how, how that would happen. They used to come down on, on, a, on a barge. On a barge. And they'd come to the through Truffin Hall, have a ball. Don't say, but they would come on, they was come down on Mississippi River. Right, on a barge. On a barge. come down, that's our street, to the uh, to, to, to Truffin Hall. They'd have they a, a ball there, then they'd go back, catch the thing, and go back to New Orleans for Carnival Day. And I heard they would come to Donaldsonville mm -hmm. and have their ball and their celebration because they couldn't have it in, in New, Orleans New Orleans at the time, right? They could not march. Like <clears> they couldn't march in New Orleans. And so the Zulu had to come to Donaldsonville. Mm -hmm. to well, but but Donaldsonville was not the state capital when you was a little boy. Right? Mm -hmm. No, it was not. Okay. It had, it had, it had, I had been back, but Donaldsonville, you said, some him on the parade. Mm -hmm. 
unless our street was valuable. I remember that. So now, where, what happened to all of excitement, the celebration? Downsville was a small but big town. Yeah, and it was a unit. It was it was kind of it was more more unified than than it is today almost, because it seems like as it grew, as time grew, Donaldsonville looked like it went backwards. It went stuck in time. It got stuck in time, so to speak. Yeah, because it seemed like to me everything started happening on the other side of the river. Right. Right. So and, they, they and made it happen for a reason. They made it happen for a reason. Right. And, and the T-Bull would not sell a property to allow the, no. allow the, the community to no. grow. No. That's no. what no. I've been no. hearing. No. Right. They're still, they're still not selling. They want to keep farming industry in that area. And they, they don't want... But they got enough land to keep the farming industry going, but also build yeah. a community. Mm -hmm. But they don't want that. The, the, the T-Boys don't They want really it. didn't want it back in the they 60s. Didn't want it especially back in the 60s. Well, and then Donaldsonville started going backwards, I think, after uh, integration. When they integrated yeah. the schools, we had what they call white flight. Everybody that didn't want to be integrated, they left. They took off the... And as quiet one. as it's kept, the people that run Prevost Hospital, mm -hmm. they were the ones that built that academy down the bay for yeah. the all-white kids. All-white kids. Well, what's, what's the name of that academy? It was all. I don't know what it was. Bayou they, Academy. Bayou Academy. They Maybe were open Bayou. maybe for two, and three years. The but Cataldos. The Cataldos opened that school up. That's the people for that the whites only. That's the, that's the people that run the Prevost also. That family. So they built their school right at the time of integration. Integration yeah. for what, the white what, kids. What year was that? Sixty. It was in probably in the late 60s, 68, 69. Yeah. But it didn't stay open. Uh-uh. It didn't last maybe two years. Might have been two years. So everybody that didn't want to go, they just went across the river. Mm -hmm. So did you miss that part of integration or you caught that right? I was in the middle of it. I was right in the part of it because in 67, I went to DHS from St. Catherine. I was 13. What, what grade were you in? In ninth grade. I went to DHS in ninth grade. So you couldn't go to DHS? Donaldsonville High before that? We could. You were able to go because it was what they call it, not freedom, it was freedom of choice. For people that wanted to go that went back in the early, the mid 64, 65, because Dolores went, Pam went. Them your sisters? They were, no, no they were people right. that was in school ahead of me. They went to DHS. Okay, now, they, but they did have lower <laughs> elementary and lower high for right. us who wanted to go right. yeah. to that. Who went, and they did the same thing to Laura when they integrated the schools. They cut it off at a certain grade, and they had to go somewhere else. And, and then when they eventually closed Laura down in 1970, that's when everybody from Laura came to DHS. Now, and Laura was... The all-black uh, public school. That was named after Dr. Dr. Laura, right. who right. leased your dad the property. Right. It, it, right. He was deceased, but he he was the caretaker of the what is it, little Africa plantation. Yeah, the Africa plantation. Africa plantation. Mm -hmm. He was the caretaker. Yeah. And he, the saying is, he won it in a card game. He won the plantation in a card game. That's that's the way I heard it. That's what I heard too. That's the way I heard. I heard he won it from the retail. In a card game. In a card game. And the people gave it out of the out of their deal. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And That's how, what I heard. Now I'm not true. Uh, how many acres was it? Three hundred. Three hundred fifty, four hundred, something like that. So Dr. Larry, Dr. Laura was a man of means and wealth then. Mm -hmm. right. Definitely. 
So did you know Doc? No, you didn't know Doc. No, I didn't know him. I knew you his wife. No, I didn't you know Miss Laura. I knew his wife, Miss Laura. After he died, he died. I never, I never really knew him. I knew mm -hmm. Dr. Brazier. He was the first druggist in Donaldson, though. Now explain what you mean, the first druggist. Druggist. Like yeah, pharmacist. He was the only pharmacist. Yeah, he was the only pharmacist. The only pharmacist. Only pharmacist. Back then, right. So everybody had to go to him. Right. And there was no problem in that no, time. No, there was no problem. White, black, everybody went. So, so you telling me that Donaldsonville was not a racist little town at the time? It was not. Uh, well, <coughs> no. No, they, I guess they were sort of forced into what they had to do, because I mean, yeah, Lawson Shoe Shop, that was a black man. Only. Busy B Cleaners, that was a black. Only cleaners. On, only cleaners. On Railroad Avenue. On Railroad. On Main Street. On Main Street. Bridge and Drugstore. On the Main, Main Street. Street. Black man. And they had to go to them. And Dr. Brazier, who owned that house next to the River Road Museum? Man? It was Dr. Brazier's daughter's house? That was Miss Sylvia. Miss Sylvia used to live there, but that's Dr. Dr. Laura's niece. Niece. Was she, she Dr. Laura's niece? Miss Sylvia. So that was. Miss Sylvia was the principal of the school up here. Modest. The Modest School. Modest had a school back We had a school. Modest had a school? Modest School. Modest School that went to the. Went up to eight, fifth grade. grade. Fifth grade. With all 10 of y'all. No, we didn't go to more that school. We went to school. Oh, y'all didn't go to the rest of the colors. But Grandpa started, <laughs> Grandpa the, bus started the bus service to take the kids, to take once the kids they from got up here to Donaldsonville, to Laura. to Laura. And we rode the bus with them. Your grandfather started that. Yeah. So the Jews did, was doing it all. More or less. <laughs> more so, or less. So you went, everybody depending on the Jews, they must have been bad at y'all. No, well, yeah. And the church. And the church. The bus brought us to church. We would on Sunday we would take a school bus from yeah, stayed up there. All the way up, and pick up to, everybody. To more just pick up anybody who wanted to go to church, nine day the mass. Did did y'all have to go all you had to get dressed to go from your house? Oh yeah. Mm hmm That's pretty interesting. And we rode the bus, everybody rode the bus. And the child up here wanted to go to church that was a nickel. A so nickel a they month? Were, well, they paid a nickel a uh, month to ride the school bus. Right yeah, now. okay. But on Sunday, but on was Sunday, we're free to ride with us. Anybody could ride with us. A nickel a month? A nickel a month. Again, it must be cheaper. <laughs> You're talking back in the uh, early in 40s. The 30s and 40s. 30s and 40s. A nickel a month. Mm -hmm. Not a, not a quarter. Could, not <laughs> a, think about it, if they couldn't afford it, they told them no more. They don't worry about it. it. A nickel a month, though. Yeah. Yeah, a nickel a month to ride the bus to school. It, and, but they would ride the bus every day. Yeah. I mean, five days a week to school. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not a nickel a day, a nickel a month. Nickel a month. <laughs> no, your grandfather charged a nickel a month. <laughs> just to, I guess just to make sure they make, well, look, yeah, make you I responsible. Guess, and, and make, make them responsible. Respons right. Because a nickel and, a month. And, and, something, and something to give the driver too, I think. No, no, uh -huh. that, 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 they didn't get a driver too much. No, well. <laughs> you know, we had summer job. Daddy used, yeah. to, Daddy used to put us in the field to pick cotton. You earn your money picking cotton with everybody in the neighborhood, so everybody in Modus. So he, your dad made y'all work too? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, he made y'all play music. Mm-hmm. He's gonna work. But y'all had to work, y'all had to we go had in to the work, field. Go in the field. So y'all grew, grew every product, every all different kind of oh, vegetables? Yeah. Well, they grew sugar cane primarily. Some cotton. potatoes, cotton, corn. Y'all grew cotton in Modus? Oh yeah, they, they cotton field a bit. Soybean, he would plant soybean. 
excuse me, with the corn. See, they grew corn to feed their livestock. Because mm -hmm. he had horses and cows and mules and all kinds of hogs and chickens. And they built this big chicken farm. It was all <coughs> selling eggs. We would get up in the morning and go out there and pick and create eggs before you go to school. You get on the bus smelling like chicken. <laughs> the children would laugh at us. So, the chicken, they, they, had, they had this building for the time I had it. The lights would come on, I think like 2 o'clock in the morning. And the light come on and the chickens gonna lay eggs. All right? Oh, the light come on and the chicken gonna lay eggs. Yeah. They said, the chicken ain't gonna lay eggs in the dark. So, what they did was, they had a timer in that building. So they made them a timer back then? Yeah, they, they put the lights um, to come on. The, the, the building had 500 chickens in there. They had two of them? They had three of them. They had one up here, one by our house, one by Uncle George, and one by my grandfather. That's the place where the lounge is. Where the uh, swimming is, that used to be. That was the chicken house. Chicken house. Wait, down in Sevilla? No. The swimming lounge up here. Lounge. Oh, I hope nobody don't lie. He ain't been up there. Yeah, you been there. Uh -huh. He ain't been up there? Yeah, you done been to the swimming. You ain't never been to the swimming? Before you leave, I'm going to bring you up there and show you what was the chicken house. <laughs> That's a yeah. lounge, guys. That's and it was twice the length of it. <coughs> yeah, it was twice. They, they cut it off. They show it. So now, <laughs> so chicken ain't going to lay no egg in the door. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> so you don't need no rooster for no eggs either. Though. No. You don't need no rooster. You don't need no rooster. They had no rooster in the house. That's my chicken. <laughs> I thought you, said, oh, you gotta have at least one one hit one, one rooster to hit up. Huh? I thought nope. you need a rooster. Yeah, no rooster in that thing. And all them chickens was in cages. <laughs> mm -hmm. About that time. And a, a chicken is capable of laying an egg every day. Oh yeah, man. more than one. A bunch. Some chicken lay a bunch of eggs on one day. Plucking them out. Every, a chicken can lay an egg every day. More than one. Plucking them out. More than one. Trust me. A chicken lay a chicken lay six out eggs a day. Oh, maybe more than that. Because we go in that chicken house and we'd pick up, man, thousands of eggs. We had to create them and clean them. Sometimes that chicken would have chicken shit on the egg and they had a little sand brush. They would clean them, put them in the crates, and they had an egg griller. We had to grill them. Different size egg, like they do today. Small, large, and medium. Now, what would happen? I think when them chickens, oh, that's another thing they did. They had to feed them ground shell. Ground oyster, shell? Oyster shell. Oyster shell. To help make the egg, egg hole. That's what make a chicken. Have you ever watch a chicken scratching in the dirt? Mm -hmm. They're trying to find some shell to make the egg hole. And that's what make the egg shell hole. So your dad had to figure all that out? Your yeah, grandfather well, they, or your they, dad? They yeah. them. Well, they learned it all through, uh, I guess, through when they went to buy chickens and started fooling with that dog. And they would give them certain corn, certain wheat. And you had automatic waterers and the, the chicken out for them, for the chicken. And, and uh, when they, I think what would happen was after chicken laid so long, she might start laying soft shell eggs. And that's when they they'd change them up. How, how long would that lay? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But, but you, you were responsible every morning? Every morning and afternoon. Not just morning. In the morning you create eggs, come to school and eat. How many eggs y'all threw away? Create eggs. How many eggs y'all threw away? Man, we used to get tired of them and throw them in the ditch. In the cave here. One time we turned off the timer and the timer didn't come on chicken and lay no eggs. And my old man we got mad with us. Me and Mike. I to kill him. I know he did. He had no eggs that day. 
Y'all look crazy to me. Oh, boy, me through. How y'all threw in the maze so quick? What happened? Wait, let me go out there. He went, look. That's all there, y'all created for what y'all done. So this old guy used to work in the shed. Who, Mr. Green? No, Mr. Alfred. Alfred. None of them boys turned off the time on the lights and that chicken. Who told him about the time he, he told us about the time All right? So we were trying to figure out why them chicken come up in the middle of the night laying on the maze. So Alfred Chapman told us they had a timer in the building. And they did, they had a big old time on the wall. And that thing was, was like a clock. Come around to a certain hour, put them lights on. You'll see them lights come on, and them lights come on in the middle of the night, like right? time was done. The they stay on so long, and they go out. And the chicken would lay eggs mm -hmm. the time. They when, when the lights come on. And, and the chicken lay more than one egg. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. So, so what time did y'all get started crate, cleaning and creating eggs? Early in the morning. Before you went to school? Five o'clock in the morning, we was creating eggs. So you'd be out there how long? Couple, two, three hours. And At least till, right till the bus time. And now you gotta go get on the bus. You, you don't take no bath. Half time. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time we had time to go take a bath. And you come in in the afternoon, you're gonna create eggs. So you do anything. Now who would buy the eggs? The community? He, he, no, he would, they, they sold them in these big old crates. They had a bit, they had a company called New Orleans picking them up. They were selling them. There. So, so your your dad was there. They were making money. They figured yeah, out how to make some money. Oh yeah, they, they, were, they were very. Uh, did, 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 did they pay yeah, you, or the labor was free? Pay you, right? <laughs> you didn't pay it. Three squares a day, and you're going to school. That's your pay. Now, so your dad taught y'all farming. Everything. He taught y'all how music. to play music. That what what the mom did. Took care oh of the shoot! Home. Mother used to cook. Mother used to cook. She was, she was a good cook. Ooh. Cooking for eleven children. On oh, every day. Every, every day. day. Three times a day. Four times y'all right there. You know. And she uh, she made all kind of pastries. Who? Yeah. She was a good cook. Took care of us. I thought I thought crawfish bisque was a one hour deal. Mm -hmm. Until I did it, Mom didn't make we used to leave yet. home, and she and Mr. Uh, Leo and Ducky go back in the bayou and catch crawfish. And catch crawfish. She would catch two sacks or three. Sack or two. When two we sacks. would come home, we'd have a big old schoolhouse pot full of crawfish bits. Mm -hmm. She made crawfish bits. First time mm -hmm. I went to a restaurant, I thought. You got at least eight or nine of them. When that lady gave me three crawfish bits, I'm like, what am I doing with this? They don't kill a crab. That's not what I'm used to. You didn't realize with that cumbersome to reduce that. I did it one time. I'll do it sometime. But we would leave home to go to school, and when we would come back, Mother would have a big pot of crawfish bits on the stove. Big pie. Now, look, now back in my days, now y'all got to be, Modest got to be like Franklin. At a good hard rain, come the, the the crawfish come out of the ditches. Yep. <laughs> so yep. we used to pick the crawfish out of the ditches. The ditches. Mm -hmm. But nobody ball crawfish. No. Y'all ball crawfish back then. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All the reason we ball crawfish was to hear them scream in that hot water. No. <laughs> Y'all ever done that before? No, no. We, the mother would take them and cook them. She did. She would they cook them. Business. 
We didn't have ball crawfish either. No, we no, didn't no nobody ball crawfish back at that time. Then they didn't. Uh-uh. They were cooking them. They were cooking them. Crawfish bits, crawfish, all the crawfish stew, stew, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Crawfish, crawfish right. stew, crab stew, shrimp right. stew. Yep. Everything was a stew. We didn't just ball, ball them and throw it away. Everything they cooked wanted, they wanted to add rice with it. Right. So they they cooked because they had a lot of children in the Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't remember eating no ball crawfish back then. No, we sure didn't. We got lazy. Mm-hmm. We got lazy. Now, now Alice, where, where you fit in in the numbers? Oh, I'm way down. I'm number. <coughs> I'm number eight. I came behind all those boys. I'm the first. I'm the second girl, but behind six boys. The second girl behind six boys. Uh huh. Lois was the first, and then I was the second, but I was behind all of them. So all the boys came in a row. Yep. And then me. And then June, and, and then Florence, and then Carlos was the baby. Carlos is the baby. Okay, then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now y'all still celebrating y'all family. culture, y'all history, y'all family mm-hmm. by doing family reunion. Y'all do family reunion every year. We used we started when Grandpa died in 1959. Yeah. And we every year at the end of at the last Saturday in July, we celebrated family reunion every year, nonstop. The farm used to pay for everything. Like, nobody just, every, no, nobody, nobody paid for anything. Everybody, everybody just come to Modest, to, to Horn Salem. The family reunion. Family reunion. And all the food was there. All the food was already cooked. Mr. Jolivet used to barbecue and do all no, the other cooking. He used cooking. to barbecue all night. What, what was his name? Jolivet. He was from, he was from down the bay. Jolivet. J-O-L-I-V-E-R. I forgot what kind of man. He played the, he played the organ at St. Catherine, too. But he was the one who did all the cooking. So he we started back in 1959 and had it every year up until Hurricane Katrina. They, they bought all the food, all the alcohol, all the drink, everything. And yeah, this family loved to drink. Huh? What? Yeah. Where y'all get that from? Ancestors. <laughs> <I don't laughs> your dad? Your dad? Oh, yeah, dad used to drink. Oh, okay. It's amazing back in them days, a lot of the men loved to drink. Yeah. I, mean, my, I think about oh, my man. dad that right. they loved oh, to drink. Dad used to drink. Dad going to a Christmas party somewhere in Donaldsonville. Mm-hmm. He went stopped off. him and actually said, you, you been drinking? He said, yeah. He said, don't people drink out of Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> he just got started early, huh? Yeah. In mm-hmm. other words, I went to a Christmas party, she almost going to be drinking. Uh, yeah. Who, 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 who not going to drink at a Christmas party? So yeah, we do it every year, and then after Hurricane Katrina, we started doing it every five years. Well, we we tried the five-year thing, but the momentum had gotten so off track. So so we back, we back to every two years now, but we didn't do it for during COVID. No, no but did y'all back in, the, in 1959 when they started doing this mm-hmm. after your grandfather passed? After mm-hmm. grandpa died. So your dad and his brothers, the one they who kept it going, right? Kept right. It going. Did y'all invite the whole community or just the everybody? Junior? Everybody, whoever wanted to come, was everybody welcome to come. So the community would come too. Then. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it wasn't just a junior it wasn't thing, just, no. and everybody knew to come because they would all say the junior, the family reunion going on. Look, all of them up there. Yeah. <laughs> so they would show up. Uh, sure. Everybody yeah. come get a meal. Yeah, get a meal, free drink. Yeah. So now. Now the club you're talking about, y'all family owned the club? The Sportsman yeah. Lounge. It's yeah, a family property. Family property. But it's not open anymore, though. Yeah, we yeah. open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Matter of fact, you should be open. Mainly, I open at 5 o'clock. Mainly because we don't want the lights to get turned out because of the fact that the parish has taken and changed this to 
what is it? Residential? It's no longer, oh yeah, no it's longer, no longer commercial. commercial. It's residential, it's, so we can't turn the lights out. That wasn't Paradise, Alvin Thomas. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be what, nice. What you mean, Alvin, my partner now? Alvin let them talk him into changing up here to residential from multi-use. See, they used to have a bunch of stores up here. Yeah. There's a lot of stores and little... You can't, you can't build a store. No. You can't do nothing because it's residential. The only reason why the sportman's still there open because... because we keep it open. The, yeah, we keep it open because you it's, it's grandfathered in. It's down. grandfathered so in. It's the only commercial entity out here now? Out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Only. The only one. So down to severe control of this land is parish no. property. This is the parish. This is par- where, all where, our where, 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 oh, Abbott was a parish councilman. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a parish councilman now. Right. And uh, he was trying to take more of us out of the district and put us over the road. Mm-hmm. And they stopped it. Because he said we didn't, he said we didn't vote. We didn't support him. We didn't support him. And he did that the last time. Don't be mad with you when you hear that. I don't care if you get mad at me. I'll tell him that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that long now. <laughs> going to Melody now. <laughs> that, that, that's talking about the... Uh, not the reunion. Yeah, no, not something else I wore that kind of I got to think about it now. But, but the reunion, it's, it's almost time for the reunion again. Right? Yeah. So, that last Saturday in this month. So that's the 30th of July. You should come up. So, so I can come celebrate with y'all? Uh-huh. Yeah. You, uh-huh. you can have some crawfish bits or that's going... Oh, no, we're not having no crawfish bits. <laughs> I oh, might do a brisket, I don't know. You too cute to do that then? I don't know how That's to do my crawfish bits. Not your mom, you didn't ask mom how to do that? You pretty I did good it one time. I, your cooking a few times. I did it one time. That yeah. was enough. That was too much for you. That me. was enough. Me and mm-hmm. Lois did it. Yeah, I did. We complained done, the whole time. I've done, I've done a couple of times. I said, girl, like I thought you just pull them heads out there and restock them. You know, it's better to just do the crawfish balls now. Yeah, yeah, but I do. yeah it's quicker to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about the same. Make the only difference is you're not stuck in the head. Right. You make balls with it, flour them, bake them, put a little water, put them in mm-hmm. the gravy. And still are putting them in the head. So, so you sound like you're a pretty good cook. I'll do a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. Uh, well, he, he's the elder. Y'all, y'all treat him with, with respect. He's mm-hmm. he the one everybody right. look to. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he done a, doing a great job of representing his dad, the family, mm-hmm. and everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and you look great. You look well in right. great health. Right. And, uh, but but I'm amazed how you you know you you're not overweight, none of that no. kind of stuff. You're no. always taking care. Trying of to keep my weight down, mm-hmm. pressure like, down. And, you, and when I look when I walked up this today and I'm looking at him on the porch, he, he I look like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, he the only one look like his dad. No, uh, mm-hmm. all, of all of them do. Clifford, I thought looked more like daddy. Now, but now you say your your great grandfather came at came the how you say that word? Uh, Horn Solomon. Horn Solomon. As a slave. Well, slave. he no, he was a free slave. A free he born slave. into he, from what he I understand, he was born into slavery, but he became, became a free man. man, and he came up yet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. came up to Modest. He came up to yeah. Horn Solomon, so. And they bought property up there. Grandpa bought the first property up there in uh, what, 1902 or something like that. Um, I think 1902. They, 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 they say he went to he went to college, graduated from 1890 something. 1890 something. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But his dad was enslaved. Yeah. Yeah. Born into right. slavery. Born into slavery. But he
1865, they freed the slave in 1867. He became a free man. He became a free man. Right. Mm -hmm. But he stayed up there on he the plantation. Yeah. Right. No, on the plantation, and it just was on Solomon. On Just a settlement that was settled by a German. Modesta is a settlement, just a right. settlement too. Right. So a I don't business. know who settled, settled this one. Y'all got to do some research. We need to that. find out. You know, yeah. you always hear a lot of. It's amazing the people I meet that are from Modest. Mm -hmm. People who are doing big things, great yeah. things mm -hmm. from Modest. Mm -hmm. And it's like we from Modest. Not Donaldsonville. A lot of them say I mean, Modest. Right. Because we all from Modest, not Donaldsonville. So, but Donaldsonville was the big city to y'all that time. Well, not really. Just a place to go. <laughs> New Orleans was the big city. But, but the, I never cared for New Orleans. You never liked New Orleans? I used to like New Orleans. Oh, yeah, because you, you're a party girl, that's why. I used to like Well, I'm, I like party, but I just, New Orleans never grew on me, I guess. I, you know, we used to go down there and party and go Y'all used to go down there because of how Uncle, Uncle Al, them we country boys. Down, we used to go down to the drugstore up in We had drugstores in, drug in New Orleans. Well, what was the name of it? The South Drugs. It was on the South Street. Now that's the one's son was an attorney? Yes. Mm -hmm. What was his name? Henry. Henry. I've met him a few times. Mm -hmm. Henry. Henry was an attorney. His wife was a judge. Yeah. Now Henry yeah. passed. Yeah. yeah. Recently. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've met Henry a few times. Mm -hmm. You did? Yeah. Because he came, he used to come to Donaldson here uh -huh. and then. Uh huh. And uh -huh. I met him through the museum because he, uh -huh. he, he would represent the he museum. He was on the museum board. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. He, he was on the board. He was on yeah, the board. How, well, that's how I met him. Mm -hmm. He was on the board. Right. Yeah. And that's how I first met you on the mm -hmm. board. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, she was uh, her and my partner, our Kathy. partner, Kathy. Mm -hmm. And Kathy's Kathy. brother. Yeah. Harold. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy and Harold. But you never, you never was on the board of the museum. But I guess I didn't realize that that you was much older. You always looked, you know, mm. looked, 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 always looked young and vibrant. But I, mm. I didn't realize you was, you was way ahead of everybody. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff. Now, you have how many children? Six. How many you have, Alice? Four. You have four. Now you, how many grandchildren you have? Eight. You got eight grandchildren. I have nine. You got nine. Y'all staying close. And close I have them. five great grandchildren. So you I got, got no five great grandchildren. I got no great grand. I have five. Yes, you do. Oh. Lance. Little Lance. Little Lance is not great. Little Lance got a baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got a baby. Yeah, that's great. One. Who else? That's it. Now, she's 10 years younger than you. She got great grandchildren. You got the two girls now. That was, huh? You got them two, those two I girls. I have three girls three and, girls and one boy. Girls, right. And then I have four grandsons and four granddaughters. Now you got a boy that would play football at Tulane. Devin, Devin. my grandson. How's Devin doing? He's doing fine. He's up there at Thrive Academy. He's the football coach at Thrive Academy in Baton Rouge. Oh, okay, Devin. Yeah. Okay. So you went on to coach, eh? Mm-hmm. I, I mm -hmm. hadn't seen. I mean, when he had gotten a he had uh, picked up a couple of concussions. Oh. And and his mama was like. Okay, I don't think you want to do that for the rest of your life. He had a couple of concussions he got. The last one he got, he was in Canada. He was up in Canada playing. And that's when he called up, he said, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's good though. Hopefully right. it don't affect him. Right, down forward. the road. Yeah. The only problem he has now, he always complain about headache, mild headache. Yeah, that's bad. That ain't good. 
Right. Very good. That, that come from all that. And then he wear he wears eyeglasses. He says sometimes he look like he feel get a little double vision, but. But he wants to be careful. Right. Mm -hmm. So he takes medicine for it, but he don't like taking too many drugs. Now, when y'all grew up on, in Modesto, in, here, on the farm, on the farm, mm -hmm. now y'all didn't play football, basketball, no. baseball. We didn't have time. We played softball. Y'all did. I not played us. softball. Not us. We didn't have time. We played music and work. <laughs> that was it. That was that's been work, your whole life. Working and playing music so, on the farm, working, and every weekend we were playing music. So we had no weekends off. So, so you, had, you didn't have time to play. Mm -mm. We played softball. They played softball. I, I played softball at the sportsman up there on the field. Now my cousin Junior's and them played baseball in high school. But they weren't athletic. We, they weren't athletes. We, weren't, we just weren't into athletes. They didn't play no football. No. But you got to kind of get a feel for that at a younger age. Y'all right. just didn't have time for that. They was picking chicken time. eggs. Picking chicken <laughs> eggs. Driving <laughs> tracks in the field. But that was fun for you though, yeah, right? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah. Fun. So you enjoyed it. So you was the only one who drove the prototype type that your dad made? Yeah. The dad your dad and his brother Clifford. No, so my no, brother Clifford. Your, your brother. Your, your, your brother your Clifford. Brother. Yeah. Okay. His brother. But your, your dad brother named Harold, which one was the Harold. Yeah, work with your dad. Harold worked with him. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go back to the the uh the So y'all to this day for to this day, y'all don't collect any royalties oh, from no. If y'all did, the government gonna take that too, but they still got old money, right? Well, that 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 was resolved. They resolved that with mm -hmm. the fifty thousand dollars oh. and the agreement. So you take this and don't go, don't look, don't and expect no, nothing. No, make nothing, and we gonna leave you alone. Just pay your taxes. All right, I wound up paying nine thousand dollars in taxes on the fifty grand that they gave me that so, I gave so, the family. So, so they gave you forty-one thousand. Really? Yeah. Because the really? check was in your name. Because the check was in my name. They had to put the check in my name because <laughs> I wrote the letter to them to get into the class action lawsuit. All right. So you, you, had, you had to divide that with, with 11 children. No, I gave that to two LLC. I gave one of them for the LLC, one, one of them the LLC because they were the last two. Uh -huh. I gave 25 to one, 25 to the other. Well, you was being yeah. fair. That yeah, was really then, good. Then I got uh -huh. screwed in. <laughs> and then I had to you pay 9000 Yeah, I got Because you didn't realize you had to pay taxes. Right. I didn't know that was going to help them. They kept 10 grand to pay the tax. They still have money that they owe dad. Yeah, they still got money. We got to try to find out where it is and how to get it. Because there are some farmers that are really into trying to figure out what happened. I had a <coughs> call from a guy named uh, June, not George, Ross, from New Iberia. They had a thousand acres. Lost it all. Same, same time as you? Same deal. So the same. federal government made conscious effort to take all of the That's what they did. The farmers who, all, were, who, who the looked like us. People of color. Get them out of farming and put the white boys in. And that's what they did. This guy coming out and meet with me. When he do, I'd like him to. See, he's telling this story too. Well, mm -hmm. hey, we're we going to come interview him. Let him mm -hmm. know what he I'm going to get him down here and I'm going to give you a call. Because he's going to call me. I don't know if he might have called me today. His name is Frost, June Frost. I think it's like something like that. But they're from New Iberia. They had a thousand acres. He's saying they lost it all. Mm. Every minute they took it all. That same thing, cut it, just cut mm -hmm. a deal, look, I'm giving you this. Yeah. No, they, put you in debt. Put you in debt. To the tomb where you can't get out. Mm -hmm. They so, took, they took what you call them, houses, and homes. Well, well, the federal government was into sharecropping too then. That's what it right. was. That's what it was. Sharecropping. Sharecropping. 
They done the same thing everybody else does. We're gonna uh -huh. let you work and we're gonna put you just enough just to enough. hang yourself. Hang yourself. And, and, and pull it from under you. Pull it from under and leave you in debt. And take and it off. I want all your property and your, mm -hmm. and your houses and all that. I want that. We ain't, you, ain't, you ain't leaving with nothing. And back when we were go back when we were going through all of the paperwork to see what had happened, <coughs> we discovered that one of the people that Daddy was buying stuff from when he would buy from them, I'm not gonna say their name. When he would buy from them, they would bill him three times yeah, on the same the day. Yeah. <laughs> if he would spend three hundred dollars on something, they would charge him three hundred, three hundred, three hundred on that same uh -huh. day. For this one thing he would buy, and, he even, and it was consistent. He even had, he even had this white guy, might have been a rain, come to him and told him, said Julian, I'm gonna tell you something. He said the people in Dawsonville overcharging you. Yeah, they go. He said, oh yeah, you're not at all with this. He said, I'm gonna show you something. He went and bought a part from this part store, and daddy go buy the same part. Cam showed him his receipt. Daddy was three times what he was on. That's the way they were charging. So if you, they figure if you got money to make a, uh, a machine, we gonna make sure well, you pay for this. Not only they that, you farming, you farming, you making money farming, so we want it. So they were taking it. Well, they have you got it, we want it. You, we and want it's still that way to this day. That's right. They want our blood. They want it all. And that's what they did. They took everything from all the farmers of culture. As as you reflect now, you've at the age where. You done seen all so much happen. Mm. How would you like for your children and your family to see this or deal with this when you got when you got the transition? What how, what would you like to for, to see happen? I would like someone to publish the whole thing and make it public for the world to see, not just our children. Because see, it's still being hidden. Mm -hmm. They're still not telling the true story. Mm -hmm. What, what, you, what, what you mean, what being hit? The fact that how they took put all these farmers out of business is still being hit. People don't understand. Well, you ain't just talking about they've taken a can planter. I'm talking about everything. Property, property, they took property, everything. They took everything. Equipment, that, property. That, homes. Put you out of business. Took homes and everything. So mm -hmm. so they, they left you with nothing. No family, no family wealth. Nothing. 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 This guy up here, he got the thousand acres of land. Told me, say, all he got left is an old shed. He said, he got an old shed, and he would like to get one of the old can planters and put it in there because he wants to tell the story about the planter and about how the government treated farmers back then, black farmers. So he like to get one of your old can planters? Yeah, he's he looking for one. Well, it's going to be hard to find one now. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to see if I can locate one. We got those two. We got the one in Fort Allen and one in Donsonville. That was given back to us. They're being donated to it, the museum. And the one in Port Allen at the, at the West Baton Rouge yeah. Museum, they built the shed, and, and you, yeah. you had to paint it. You painted it for Yeah, we, re, we refurbished restored, the machine. Restored it. Yeah, we restored the machine, bought it to them, and they put it in the shed. And, and that's good for, pre, for preservation. preservation. For and not only that, and to keep the children off when they go out to the museum. Right. And they're going to do the same thing in Donaldsonville. So the River Road Museum is going to do the same thing one right. right now, she says she needs $3,600 to try to finish up what she's doing. Let's have a dinner. That's what I was thinking about doing. <laughs> yeah, that's raise, raise the money. That's, that's have a dinner. Have a dinner to raise some money. Mickey and to have good dinners. Mm -hmm. Mickey. Oh, yeah, Mickey and well, to raise four grand. Yeah, because right. you know, the, the government took everything else. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you want people to know that our great 
in the great United States of America <laughs> that the people you fought in the war for, did your dad fight too? No, they didn't go because they were farmers. Mm -hmm. They were uh, exempt. It was exempt. But they were producing food. Good. Uh, but you went, and your, and your brothers went? Yeah, Clifford went to Vietnam. Junior was in Vietnam. Mike? Uh, Michael, brother Michael went to Vietnam. Uh, Rogers and his brother Curtis went to, about six of his family went to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Fought for this country. Right. But they came and took took your property. They took your property. Took no, they were doing took it in your the livelihood. while you was in the service fighting. They was taking. They was taking. It taken. started back then. Started way back then. Started before Vietnam taking. What, what year was this when they took all the, all the property? When they started in the eighties. Do you know they admitted that there was widespread discrimination? Yeah. Against they admitted it. They admitted it. So that that's the same thing done with in the housing discrimination. Yeah. Where the the black. So they call it black ball. Right. right. Red line. They redlined us. It was black ball. Red, red line. Right. Red black. In a district where you could no longer live right. here. Right. Right. At the same time, they they taking everything that you do yeah. there. Mm -hmm. They bring you in there, give you application, get you in debt, give you half the money you applied for. That would help you. So they're giving you what would help you, give you enough to put you in debt and not be able to pay it back. Mm -hmm. And every year it was consistent. It was more. Actually, it grew. the county agents, or the people who were running the, 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 the former home administration, he was supposed to come out and see that you were doing good and making progress with the funds that you would get from former home administration. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do it with us. They do it with them. Because they weren't giving you enough to do what you need to do anyway. And they knew you weren't going to be successful. And they knew it wasn't going to work. In the, in the, but the, the federal government subsidized farmers right now. Yeah. They, if you don't produce all this sugar, we're going to pay you not we'll to produce all this sugar. Right, right, right. But they do that now for them. For them. Yeah. So the rules change when they're the majority now. They're the majority farmers. Right. When they came on board, rules changed. They're the majority of farmers because, now. So you're telling me that we was the majority of farmers at one time? At one time we mm -hmm. were. Hold on, hold on. That's another story here now. Now, 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 now the folks, explain this to me. At one time, you had more black farmers in this country than white. What white. time was this? Oh, back in the 60s. So in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Because, see, that was all blacks knew how to do. That's all they knew how to do was farm. White, men, white people didn't want to. Oh, when you think it. about it, the time of slavery, who did all the farming, right? Right. Us. 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 So uh, that, did, that never stopped. <coughs> no, and see, the Even the sharecropping, right. it was us it doing was all us the farming. And him collecting the money. So that never stopped. Just though no. they didn't start farming until they started taking the property and giving it to all them. Right, giving it to them. And, and see what they did then, they started sending them to school to learn To learn how to do it. Something we already knew how to do. Brother Julius. Now they go to school to learn everything. Brother Julius, Alice, y'all done brought a whole nother revelation <laughs> to count time. Mm -hmm. Y'all done brought a whole nother revelation. Because nobody think about that like that. You know that. what you mm -hmm. do? Look it up. I, you got to tell me. You look it up. I know. I'm from the South. All right. I know who our ancestors did. After what, Prohibition? Okay. No, after they freed the slave. 
the prohibition was alcohol. Prohibition was alcohol. The, uh, I didn't mean prohibition. Reconstruction. I was like reconstruction. Reconstruction. When whites, when blacks migrated from the south, from all these plantations, mm -hmm. left the white owner with his plantation. Do he way. didn't know how to farm. He didn't know how to grow sugar cane. He didn't know how to go bring his crops in and get paid. We was doing that. The, um, the slave was doing all that. They would even go sell the crop and bring him back the money. So he figured there was That's no reason for him to learn to, to, to go to school. Because he was going to have slaves all his life to take care of them. Thing changed. Then after the blacks started leaving the farms and so the sharecropping kept them going. Kept them going to an extent. To an extent. Because then they found out when the blacks decided they didn't want sharecropping, they're going to be They're not benefiting. They're not benefiting. We're going to do our own thing. Right. So the sharecropper concept was the same as the federal government. They, yeah. they go buy or give uh, products and they raise the price yeah. and put them in debt. Right. Yeah. They go buy seeds. And they put them in debt. Put them right. in debt. They go buy little groceries. Put them in enough debt where they couldn't get out. Right. So now they they uh, they when uh, they made their money, they paid it all back to him. So then they started figuring out this ain't gonna bit of this ain't gonna work. We not getting They started getting out of the business. Right. right. So when they started getting out of the business, or they started doing their own farming now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy my own little piece of land, or at least right. my own then, land. Then the man said, oh, "We gotta stop them." Right. So in the in the fifties and sixties, the government came. The government decided to start loaning them money. Governments say, okay, we gon' we gonna help you with your farm. Right. We're gonna loan you money at a lower rate than the bank does. Right. So we gonna we we gonna do another another way of sharecropping here. That's what they did. Just they, as, long, they, as long as you pay us our money. They enticed them with this. We gonna loan you money, the bank loan you at a lower interest rate. Mm -hmm. That's what it was all about. So the federal government stepped in, stepped in and like, like they're gonna be your savior. Right, they're gonna be your savior when it was all along. It was, it was not scheme. savior you. It was the they were scheming and conniving. Scheming and conniving to take it from you. Take it from you and hand it over to him. In 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 the in the eighties, they did just that. Right. They got everybody in debt. Right. For almost twenty years. Took 20 it all years. from. And took it all from. And simultaneously, not little by little. Not little by all together. When we went to, <coughs> you know, when we went to Arkansas. To that Jonesboro. There were about 2,000 black farmers in that auditorium. I remember, that, I remember when they showed that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Turner got up and told them, I know all y'all from different parts of the country. He said, but when I read these letters, it looked like all y'all wrote the same letter. Because <laughs> all y'all had the same problem. Though. Same story. Everybody the same thing. It was consistent. Same story. Same story. Go in the office, sit there two, three hours. Give him the application, he tell you that right, tear it up, throw it in the garbage, give him another. <laughs> tell you get this back, now you got a deadline, now you know that, huh? You missed the deadline, then by the time he do give you a check, it's for half of what you asked for. And you're late. And you can't do nothing with it, anyway. All the white farmer plants, they're being growing. They're being growing. Oh, fertilize this sugar can, they're growing. You sitting around waiting on him. This man at the co-op saying, why are you still waiting, Julian? Mm -hmm. Everybody else got their money. Yeah, but we ain't got ours. Well, I don't believe. Well, look, I'm going to write you a letter. You bring it to Pellerin and let him tell you. And that's what Daddy did. Who was Pellerin? That was the man at the head of the uh, former home administration there. His name was Pellerin. Because all the other farmers, the other folks had their money. And they the white get their one. money up front, right. The white one. On time. <laughs>
but and they 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 just learn how to farm too. Yeah. They just y'all don't talk them. Yeah, don't talk them, and they just learn. The one that don't know, they send them to agriculture school. So that's why people like your dad, uh, Eli Whitney, who invented the cotton gin, because yeah. they was farmers. They knew what it took. They knew what it took. And we used to always have, mm -hmm. I used to think we were some kind of dog and pony show because we always had bus rides coming, the kids yeah. from the schools used to come and they would come and see the farm and we would take them on little tours to show them the pigs, the cows, the horses, walk around and, and then when you look there would be a bunch of men coming there from LSU and yeah. from whatever, yeah. going back there for daddy to demonstrate for them. We used to always have bus rides, and it would be white kids and yes. black kids from all the schools, from all around. Coming to the farm. I mean, all around. On a regular basis. On a regular, regular basis. basis. Come to the Come to the, the farm. The, the Africa, which called it the Africa plantation. Africa plantation. They call it the Africa plantation. Africa plantation. Called Little Africa. Little Africa. That's supposed right to be the name for it. So that's what. Uh, uh, Doctor Lord of Land. And yeah. it was basically set up like a real plantation. plantation. We had the house. Then the big, garage. We had a yeah. big triple garage on the side. We had a big barn on and the right hand side. And right we now, had the, from there, three little houses. The tractor shed. Y'all got a picture of that? No, no. We no. don't. They got a picture of tractor shed. All oh, that's about. We had the tractor shed. Then they had the 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 upstairs in the tractor shed was where they kept what, the cotton. Did they pay y'all dad for the tours? No. Uh uh. But y'all. No, free. It was free, but y'all displayed and shared what was they going used to on. Come. Me and Ronnie used to have fun with the little white kids. We used to let them jump the ditch. We used to call it jump the ditch, but it was the whole poo ditch. And they thought it looked like the ground. And we used to tell them it was a ditch. <laughs> Y'all let them jump in the window. Jump the ditch. <laughs> no. And one little, one, well, I can jump it. I said, you can? <laughs> Ronald said, you know you're going to be in trouble. Your boy ran and jumped. I said, you got to jump all the way over. Oh, no, that's the ground. That little boy ran and jumped right in the middle of the ditch. He was covered with whole stuff. You're wrong for that. See, that's why the folk got back So look, you. if he listened and he my age, he remember. <laughs> Mother used to say, so it's your job to clean him up. But look, that's why they say that. That's why people took your phone. <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get. But we going to say that our in this great country, in the United States of America, our great <coughs> government, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, mm -hmm. matter who, everybody, strategized, connived, and Take stole them. the land from black farmers. They already took it from from our native people, yeah. our Indians. Right? Yeah, they already. They call, they call who they call the Indians. Yeah, right. It's still us. It's the still savages. our people. Mm -hmm. And they came back now and took it again. Took it again mm -hmm. after you. After you got from under his thumb and started progressing, then you come back and take it Jamaica again. did it again. This is going to be a very, anything else you want to share about what happened? No, that's about it. I think we about to went over everything. But we're going to believe God that, that, that he going to intervene years later and we're going to speak life and, and truth into the universe. That the God that we serve gonna bring deliverance for unjust government, for people who just want to do the right thing. And it's time out. That's why it's count time. Yeah. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. Mm -hmm. And it's just time out that 
you know, like the, we talk about the violence in our community. All this stuff ain't just happening. No, no, they're it's, pushing it. It's, it's, it's something behind something it. Something behind it, yeah. You. you know, we, we never they're was the violent people no. like that. I don't know. No. No. You know, we we care and loving people. Yeah. Right. They put, the drugs just, there. they put the drugs there for our youngsters to get hold of it. Oh. Yeah, to ruin they, them. They don't want you to go to school. No. They don't want you to go to school. They don't want you to vote. They don't want you to do this. No. Look at what the Republicans do. Trying to stop everybody from voting. Right. If you're a Democrat. Because you, put, because you got rid of Donald Trump. A crook. Man ought to be in jail. Sound like to me, there's quite a few crooks up there now. They, they, they did what they done to you Bunch and your family. Bunch of them up there. So I can't, I can't even put it on one anymore. No. Right. You can't. But, you know, but we got to figure out how can we come How together. can we yeah. overcome it? And overcome it. Because you know, I, I know families and loved ones that fell out that look like us because one supported Donald Trump, the other yeah. one supported Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. something wrong with that picture. Now, you're yeah. fighting over who's going to be your slave master. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, who, That's what you know. Yeah, but you know. That's what you know. I mean, who's going to rule over you? Something yeah. wrong with that picture. Something else. I mean, so this yeah. time out there, we figure this thing out ourselves. You, 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 yeah. you fighting over who is the greater evil, who you want. I mean, I mean, we thought, uh -huh. you tell me that Kennedy was the president at the time they were stealing your daddy's land. That, yeah. And Kennedy was supposed to be on our side, yeah, I yeah. thought. Supposedly. He set all his money aside for them, what? What was it? $30 million or $300 billion? Hmm. Kennedy. For them to, uh, no, it wasn't Kennedy. It was all, it was all. It was all. Reagan? Not Reagan, no, no, no. Ford? No. Nixon? No, no. Bush? Couldn't be Clinton, huh? Clinton. Clinton set the money aside. You should have. Moment. Clinton was the one who but, wrote the crime bill that put but, also incarcerated all the right, mass but, incarceration. But we didn't get the money. They never got the money. They said the attorneys took it all. Who? The attorneys took it all. Well, that sounds like the, with the attorney. The with the class attorney, action. They, yeah. In the class action suit with the NFL suit yeah. for concussion. The players don't get all any money. Turn no, to get all the money. That's what happened with this. You know, they, they do it intentionally that way. When we when we said how much that man, how much is that? I think it was three hundred billion or something. Among two hundred thousand farmers, they said, "Oh man, the farmers all get rich." Right. And that's what the white folks get. Y'all got fifty thousand dollars a piece. Fifty thousand dollars a piece. Because you had to prove that they discriminated you prove that against they you. You nobody had proof. But. They already said they discriminated. Right. They, they had already admitted. Now, y'all got to prove that we discriminated against you. If you can't prove it, then you got to pay the money up. Right. You owe 300, $3 million, we want it. In the letter that mother wrote, she had facts because dad had had been finding out, okay, so-and-so got their money on such and such yeah. date. Yeah. We didn't get ours till right. six months later. One they tore up our application consecutively. Consecutive. You know? And... We didn't get our money until after the fact. After the fact. Right. And, and it was too late. It was too, too late, late when the money came. Don't you mean you got your money after the fact? Well, when they, when they would apply for the loans for See, the, the loans feed. the loans were supposed to go in and On February. deadlines for and, certain. And February. For right. certain crops. For certain crops. Because you got to plant beans in May. Mm -hmm. You had to be burning, uh, uh, giving your money in February. Mm -hmm. All to right. go and buy your stuff. To go and get your seed. <laughs> Fertilize them, set up your work your work your right. land, get your crop ready. February and June, we still ain't got all. It's too late. It's too late. You plan in May. You plan in May. And you started in February to get your money. Yeah. Right. And now it's June, you still haven't got it. But the white boys getting eight. 
Constantly. Right. The goddess. The goddess. You're sitting there in the office. He walk in, <coughs> took him there, hand him his check. Mr. Summers, yes, yes. Here's your check. You watching this? You sitting there looking at that, looking at it. And they got. And they look there. They get they they they, they, they looking at you side eyes, laughing at you. Yeah. So I don't. You would think so. And when you finally get in his office, he tell you, well, the application is wrong and that wrong. Now, now, what, what was the name of the guy in the office that you had Pellerin. to get Pellerin. Pellerin. What was the first name? I don't remember his first name. Well, we knew him by was Pellerin. So Pellerin was the man in charge. Yeah, and he would look at the application, tell you this and right there. Not, 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 not let's sit down and correct it. Right. That's uh, wrong. Just tear it up and get you Tear it up. So you didn't know what was Give wrong on it. Give me another one. So he can't tell you what's wrong. No. You don't know what's wrong, you and you know. don't know what's wrong on it. So he ain't even told you. So he gave me another one, new application to fill out. <laughs> and it, it took us, man, it took us weeks to do them applications sometimes. And they knew it. And they knew it. They made it that way. Yeah. Now, now where were Pelican lo Pelican located? At? In Port Allen. Right, right there in Port Allen. Former Home Administration up there. FMHA office. He ran the office up there. I don't know who was up there now, but I don't think it's him. Mm -hmm. But that's who was there then. So what year did they transfer, uh, stole your property? They say stole it. They say stole it for $50,000. They, they gave us the 50 grand. And, oh, shit. What was that? That was in the, the 80s? In the 80s. They came and took the... Uh, the combine? Combine and all this other stuff. Well, what is a combine? Big equipment. Big rice combine. Big you know, machine. Big machine where they come with the harvest rice with. Okay. Y'all was doing rice too? No, no, it was beans, but see, you use the same combine. Okay. It's, it's, it's actually a bean combine. But it made it just like the combine they combine rice with. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they came and took that in, I think, 1985, 86. Yeah. And they took some more tractors that we had. And he gave me a list of stuff that they wanted and told me to watch to make sure it don't disappear. We came right here, give me a whole list of what they want. You, you wish you wouldn't put it somewhere else, huh? I wish I would have. But you weren't thinking about that at the time? No. Back then, I wish we could have moved that combine. Because cause they gave it to the right, other folk, right yeah. next door. Yeah. Yeah. And he told you, he told you they gave it to oh, them. Well, they didn't tell us, but the, the, the form up in Maryland told me what they did him. Give it to his neighbor, white boy next door. He was here, black, black dude. He said, man, I started to kill that dude. I said, what else? He said, he came to my house and left and told me they gave him all my equipment and I had, and he had to pay, he had to pay for nothing. All new equipment. And he had to pay a dime. And that was from FMT did. I wish you could meet him. I wish you could meet him. He'd he, he tell you that. We're going to do that too. We're going to interview him. We're going to get all of them together. We're going to yeah. talk. We're gonna do yeah, stuff. we need to do something really, really. Yeah. Really and this need to go mm -hmm. into the uh, news media, not not, not sideline. Well, well, you know, we, we you can't cut. You can't come up the truth forever. You know. No, mm -hmm. you, 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 it's you got can, to come out yeah, somewhere. You can you can hide. It's going to come out. But you know, the universe got away. Yeah. Yeah. See, because they the farmers are complaining now, and they 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 are looking at the fact that what the government did was wrong. I don't What's care wrong? when it happened; it was wrong. They didn't get them people. They you stuff took at. all my stuff. You, you took two three hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Give me fifty thousand dollars. And gave it to somebody next door. And gave it to somebody next door. And then turn around and tell you, you still owe. You still owe. You still owe the government anyway. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Nothing right about none of that. Mm -hmm. This government ain't right at all. Mm -hmm. United States of America, what a yeah. great place to be. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Like the old folks say, could it be Wasser? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it can't get no Wasser. <coughs> no Wasser, no ain't no old folks but them. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like yeah. to thank Alice Julia Smith and her brother Leonard Julia Jr. for participating in Count Time and being here today and giving us this historical information, wonderful information, that we know that we're going to do something with it. We're going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can. And we thank you for being here today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank my, you. It was my privilege. Thank you for having us. Uh, hmm? uh, I thank you all because you done taught me stuff I had no clue about. <laughs> I did not know the government scheme connived. No, I want you to meet Paul's in New Iberia. Mm -hmm. You got to meet him. They had a thousand acres. That and they were for on that they owned. On them was born. This boy in Maryland would say his daddy, his grandfather in World War II, he saved this money, got out and bought their little 300 acre home. And his daddy built his daddy's house. He mm. took all that. Even took his daddy's house. Took all his equipment and gave it to his neighbor. They were, wasn't daddy and mother on the verge, but Lloyd saved the house? Yeah. But no, what happened was when they came to look at the house, because I was there that day, daddy, the house was oh, yeah. 25. Inches? No, twenty-four. Two, two feet off the off the property line. <laughs> All right, and we didn't know it, and, and they surveyed it. So the guy stood in the yard with the paperwork and showed me. He said, "Now, there's no need for us to try to take this house," he said, "because we would have to cut it off, redo it. It'll cost the government more to redo it than let y'all have it." So he said, "What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just write it off the list. You sign it." He said, that would be the end of that. Because the house was built on the property line. The house was built off the property line. It was off. Uh, uh, we want that too, but it's going to be more. It's going to take more to take it. Right. I don't mind taking it, spending the extra take it. I would have took it, but it's going to cost me too much. going to cost me too much. cost me too much. Where, where that house at? Right it's down right down with the white brick house. White brick house with more man built. Anybody living there? Florence, Florence. Oh, and okay. Matt. Mm -hmm. And Matt. Ooh. They were going to put them out. Oh, yeah, he, come there. he came here and got me to go look at the house with him. I'm like, man, if he couldn't take that out, then he told me, no. Your daddy was gone at that time? No, daddy no. was living. Your daddy was still living? Yeah, daddy was living. Then. That's, that's, they was going to put him out. It was before 94. Mm -hmm. It was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. The late 80s. And, uh, so, so, and that, so, that, so your dad had to, when he, I don't like using the word die. I mean, I like using the word transition past. Die means mm -hmm. something like, that's a, other people term that means yeah. it's over with. Yeah. To me, it's not over with. Yeah, life goes on. Yeah. But your dad, all his hard work, labor, mm -hmm. the, 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 the gift that God gave him that he created all these, these machines, all these mm -hmm. rings. And at the end, the people said, we want it all. Everything. So that had to be tough for your dad when he, yeah. For, yeah. the man that he was. See, because he thought, he was always under the impression that they wouldn't have to fit along that. I don't know who, who gave them that information, but it was all misinformation too. They was also under the impression that it was going to be easy. And this information, it's all all this. It's going to be easy for y'all to get funding from us than fooling with the bank. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be 
cheap Less, interest. Right, cheap and interest. And we're going to give you more time to pay the loan. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that. None of that wasn't true. Mm-mm. That sounds like them school loans they give to people. Same thing. Same thing, no deal. Be indebted for the rest of your life. Right, forever. Forever. Never pay it off. And the only thing saved them was all these 200,000 farmers got together for all the class action lawsuit against the Farmers Home Administration. And they, they, and they, they still didn't, didn't win. No, that's what I'm going to say. They didn't win it, but they got rid of the debt that they owe, and they give you 50 grand for your property. And when they told us that at that meeting, man, them people, I thought they were going to ride. Them guys were mad. Because they about to lose it, all they hard, they all they anyway. lose. And you going to give me 50 dollars? You going to give me 50, 50 grand? 50 grand with no money? No, no, with no money. <laughs> and y'all got billions that the government set aside. Who that money went to? You see, it went to the attorneys. Now, the other folks didn't lose nothing, just us. Just mm-hmm. us. No, they ain't lost nothing. They ain't lost nothing. It might have been a handful of them. They ain't if lost that many. If that many. The ones that lost, lost because they were just totally incompetent. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do the job. Didn't know how to do the job. But they gave them. They gave them money to the, the, the train on, train job, on the right. job training. Right, right. They would go out and help them on their farm. They would go out and do this. They go out and set up uh, uh, those spots where they're gonna put certain crops that the government gonna pay for if you grow it. So that uh, it'll be easier for the farmers down the road. They give them all that. But then come on the black farm and give them nothing. No, it, 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 whatever you got, they, they, they was going to take it. It was already in motion. It was already in motion. So they put 200,000, not 2,000, 200,000 of us out of business, out of business in the 80s. In the 80s. Starting in the 60s to late 80s. So since the 1865 after slavery, when these men started figuring out I can form myself right. probably around about the early 1900s probably. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they started saying we got to stop. Yeah. And there was very few other people, white people formed. Oh yeah, well, because they didn't know how. They tell you they didn't know how. Look. Yes. They used to always demonstrate yeah. how to use the equipment. Remember had, they would buy it right, you had bring it to Three formers up here. The Noel, the Rain, and the Zarang. Who was it? The Zarang, the Noel, the Rain. We'll go to Dad and then play, go to the phone, and let my old man show them how to operate equipment they done bought. <laughs> Julian, how y'all crop so like Dad Dad and them drilled too well one time. One on Africa, one over here by Clifford, to irrigate the farm. Irrigate the yeah. They would flood that whole field with water. They'd pump it. We'd, we'd be up all night long running back and forth <laughs> buying them pumps. Y'all got to go out tonight and take the water pump. Y'all got to go move the water pipe. They had water pipe, 13 inch water pipe, about 20 feet long with got spots in them. You go open this row, open that row, let that flood, they'd block off. They got a big old dish box flipping off. We'll fill it with water and they put pump in the field here and a pump over there. And they flood that whole field with, with water. And they'd make the prettiest can that went to McCall Sugar on. And these white folks would come ask them, what y'all do? How y'all sucrose so How high? How y'all sucrose so high? How y'all got so weak? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> they they, they crop starving for water. <laughs> we up all night water. <laughs> Water and sugar cane. <laughs> Water and sugar cane. 
<laughs> and they had no idea what was going on. Cause they had a pump. Cause you do it at night. You do it at night. They had built his own. What they had a pump. We called it the pumping station. Pumping you could hear station. The, the pump when it would come on. Yep. Uh, yep. And it yeah. was in the ground. I mean, so that man was creating all kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Would, that, that was ingenuity. Them wells would pump water all night. Coming straight out of the ground. Out of the ground. They didn't pay. They're not even paying for no water. And diesel fuel was cheap back then. Both wells were run by diesel engines, so you had to worry about it. You fill them up, put a 500 gallon tank that side, that bad boy, crank it up, and let it go. And all we had to do was get up in the middle of the night sometime, go back there with a truck, move the pipes in certain places. This area gets flooded, and then you move. In this area flood, then you move. And the next morning you come out there, that ground red from that water. <laughs> The water with all the iron in it. That's them can grow in Yeah, that's that's that that's that water got all kind of minerals in it. Yeah, yeah. Coming straight out of the ground. Cool as ice. But they be waiting for the rain to come. And they waiting for the rain. Did y'all drink it? <laughs> what did we No, you couldn't drink it? it. No, it had too much iron in it. Mm -mm. Now they used to they, they used to have a, a, a watering system that they purified it with. That they purified it with. Okay, but you can't, you can't just drink that kind of thing. No, you couldn't no, drink it. No, we had our cisterns. We had two cisterns. So we yeah. drank that river water. I mean, not river, rain water. Rain water. How about the cisterns? Yeah, that's why y'all had them, uh, the water drain right off top of the house. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Rain water. Got that tin roof. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That's some good water there. Good water. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, had no iron. No chemicals in it or nothing. That was the swimming pool. Clifford and Matt used to swim in the cistern. The cistern. It, it was that big you could swim in it? Oh, yeah. Them things were huge. Tall as this house. Huge. It was big. Well, we're going to shut this thing down again. Right. We think we can shut it down now? Yeah, we yeah, maybe. Because you got to go open them. I go open them. They were late, too. Well, yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to bring climbing up there so we can see where the sportsman is. Okay. I thought you had been to the sportsman. I, I don't we used to play softball up there back in the seventies. Uncle Harold kept a yeah, pack house. I started coming here in the late in the late nineties, early, oh, okay. early two thousand. Well, y'all be good, and I really, really enjoyed. I enjoyed it too, and I appreciate it. Listening audience, gonna be shocked once again. This is mm -hmm. another great production, Countdown production podcast that is so informative, mm -hmm. so much information. <clears throat> Now some people gonna be mad because they love their government. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they can get mad. The same one, the same one that enslaved us. Yeah, yeah, they gonna be mad. Uh, incarcerated us. Yeah. And those, are, and those are the ones who duck going to Vietnam and all of them. Look, you know what they, you know what, you know what Daddy used to tell us. But at it, when when they integrated the schools, he used to say, "He said, let me tell you something. I just want y'all to know, integration is not gonna help y'all. If anything." Is gonna end up hurting your grandchildren and everybody else. Your daddy them. told you that. Yeah. Yeah, he told them. Your daddy told your daddy, third grade education. My daddy told, third grade education. Daddy yeah. told me when they yeah. integrated the schools. He said you're that going down there it? with all them white kids. He said, <coughs> but guess think? what? Your education is not gonna be better. It's not. It's not gonna help y'all. It's not gonna help black people. That's and all it did. Good. And it didn't. And it didn't. You gotta fight for everything you want. That's right. And they still don't want to give you that. Yeah. Well, you, you think this people, the people, other people, they have to know who we are. They have to know what we capable. They've been watching us for a long yeah. time. Mm -hmm. They watch us keep rising mm -hmm. and rising like that. You know, still like, our rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just, I mean, you put us in anything. 
We going to we going to Ain't nobody can do what overcome. all people nobody can dance no. like us, sing like us. Boy, hard enough. Sports like we do. Sports. I mean, we just something about our own people. We yeah. some some this greatness. I tell people all the time. I said the descendants of kings and queens. We yeah. make things so simple. Mm -hmm. We take the complicated thing, make them so simple, Easy. like your dad did with yeah. third grade education. Yeah. Yeah. Like things that are exciting to other people, not exciting to others. We, we go out there, people say, oh, boy, I could join the bad boy. We say, shoot, I had an uncle can do that. Yeah. But I, know, my neighbor can do that. We had you intercom know? in that old house down the road. Clifford gave us intercom. He your, went in the attic and he put holes yeah. in the ceiling yeah. and he ran wires. He built speakers and he hooked the tower mm. of stereo. Mm. We had a, we had one big you know the big box stereo. Clifford ran wires all through the whole he, house. He just, he just had a good brain. We on. had intercom. Mother had you know, speakers on the wall. The like everybody like speakers now recessed lights. That's what we had in that wall down he the road. To, he used to build engines on the ground. Mm-hmm. Set the valve. Set everything. Put in the car. Start up and go. And he, <laughs> and he would tell you do that down for longer. How you would set the valves on the Chevrolet engine, cold, not running, cold. And then why about told ain't no way you can do that. You can't do that. That's impossible. He said, come up there, I'm going to show you. And what do you do? And when you show them, they're going to take the idea like they come up. Yeah, like they come mm -hmm. up. That's, that's, that's what keeps happening. We can't show nothing. You want to be, you want to show off what you can't but do, but you can't. Right. But you can't. It, it's going to be gone. Right. CF wanted to hire him. Because right. he went down there and one of the oh, one of the units a, wasn't started. Generator, no, the generator. So he went somebody somebody dropped his name and they called him and he went tinker and tinker and they were saying yeah, out there laughing he didn't know, know what he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. He kept telling them, Don't fool with the stuff, I'll be back tomorrow. So when he came and he cranked it up. It didn't have no Google. It was no Google and Clifford did it. It no Google and Clifford did it. And they wanted to give him a truck. What did he say? A truck, a radio, a check, <laughs> benefits. He said, I don't work for no white. I don't work for no white man. I don't work for no white folks. Can't trust him, buddy. Y'all can't. Y'all yeah. not, so, not going to have me Is Clifford home. still here? Yeah. yeah. He right I'm right here on that picture with that. That's your brother? Mm -hmm. yeah. Clifford was a bad boy, too, didn't he? Yeah. So y'all both had your own little skill, no, though. No, some mechanic work, do diesel, build a diesel engine, and never went to diesel school. And then I went to mechanic school. So you, you, him and your dad had that same kind of yeah. skill level. Oh, yeah, my yeah. brother, too. All of them. Well, you too. You, yeah. I mean, you got that, got, too. What do you say? Do y'all like want a new car? You bring it to the junkyard, get a body? <laughs> and fix it. Matt and Ron. Matt and Ron. Dad, we want a new car. Let's go. Bring it to the junkyard. <laughs> get a body and load it up. <laughs> Running he should have been there to tell you how daddy you say yeah, you don't know how to fake make it work. You can figure it out. You can figure, figure it out. out. And he tell you that. I ain't gotta got tell, tell you how to do that. Figure it out. You got a brain. Figure it out. And that's what they would tell you. And they walk off immediately with it. <laughs> yeah, figure it out, huh? Yeah. And they should. Sure. You gotta figure it out. But they say y'all Julians had more cars than the law allowed, but they didn't know. We wasn't buying all that. Oh, it was junk. Buying no car. It was out the junk, y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The junk, you wouldn't want to figure out what y'all was doing. Picked it up. You mm -hmm. got a lot of picks him up and did that, but oh, yeah. he was running to him. Oh, yeah. And all of y'all had your own car. Yeah, nice car. We'd be in a rebuilt engine and paint them and do the whole nine, y'all. And y'all enjoyed doing that, too, oh, yeah. after a while. Yeah, huh? yeah, something. It was like a hobby. The goal was to have a vehicle. Uh -huh. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Now these people going out there buying brand new vehicles for well, these kids. 70, 80, And they don't know how to, they don't mm-hmm. even know to change the oil. Change the oil, right. They don't know when you get a, a flat tire, you don't just put the little donut on it and keep going. You got to. Clipper still building cars? Oh, yeah, Clipper got a detail with that big shit over there and throw it on. You're a store. That's what he do, didn't that? That's what he do. Well, look, once again, we're going to shut this thing down this time. Right? All right. All right. We're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down three times. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, I, and I'm glad we was able to enjoy this conversation. Mm-hmm. And y'all, y'all really have taken me to another level. And, I appreciate mm-hmm. all the insight and information. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank y'all once again. Okay, Lon. Thank you. All right. All right. Man can shackle the hand. The man can shackle the feet. But only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time.